listening to Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny, a listener-supported podcast located at revelationsradionews.com. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. We are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Either you are with us or you are with the terrorists. my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Podcasting to you from the landlocked town of Edmond, Oklahoma, where it is extremely far away from the Pacific. I don't know if you knew that, Andrew. I am one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkenny. And podcasting from Pete. Piedmont, Oklahoma, drinking some ginger turmeric tea. I'm Andrew Hoffman. Oh, goodness gracious. Like I said, I thought you loved yourself. You got to to take care of yourself, man. Don't don't feed yourself turmeric. (sighs) (laughs) You want to hear my ginger story? You're going to hear it. So here's what happened. I did a juice fast that included a recipe that had ginger in it. Okay. And when you do a juice fast... What happens is you 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 know shed a lot of toxins. And mm-hmm. A lot of people get really sick. Like those get like a headache and be extremely achy or you know lethargic or whatever. Just like kind of a weird kind of totally off day. I did that plus I I got sick as well and the ginger was part of. So now it's like I have a I have an aver- I'm averse to the ginger. So yeah, you're always criticizing the ginger. I don't like to, yeah the ginger. What's well, because it's like a you know once you get sick on something and you've had it, it's kind of tough. Yeah, but anyway, no turmeric. I hear more and more about the turmeric, especially being really good for you. And ginger has been used in in Asia for who knows how long for uh, its medicinal properties. Indeed. So sorry we are late. It's my fault this yeah. time. Yeah. I was sick as a dog on Tuesday, and so we, Tim was kind enough to push it back, so we're, we're recording Thursday evening, and huh, silly me, I thought we were going to miss the election, miss doing an election night show. <laughs> I, I told Little you. Little did I know we'd still be a week early for Arizona. I, I told you. I told you that night. You said, oh, I'd like to do an election night show, and I'm sick, and I said, ah. Looks like most of the results aren't going to be out till tomorrow anyway. Man, what a scam upon scam upon scam. Absolutely. So I, I wasn't quite sure how to organize it. I did. uh, I got a lot of election stuff. We'll we'll kind of run through it. Um, 
and feel free to to jump in sure whenever absolutely so yep uh propaganda for dumb people yahoo news democrats aim to hold the line against heavy u.s midterm election losses article from november 4th just put in there because they're like oh no the red wave's coming and alex berenson was putting out like oh there's gonna be a red wave and that's good for democrats because and i forget his reasoning doesn't matter and then so election night you know i'm i'm not feeling well barely paying attention but it's like you know kind of going somewhat normal and then i wake up wednesday and it's like oh no red wave wow that's a surprise everyone still everyone just cares more about abortion and being able to kill babies than the economy and just because joe biden's the least president or least popular president ever it's they just want democrats in charge i'm like whoa, whoa, whoa what happened what happened overnight there so you get lots of stories like this alex berenson about that red wave ending abortion rights and denying the 2020 results has not served republicans well and i went oh there it is because i saw all the propaganda of democracy or election deniers you know election deniers on the ballot in 48 states and how it was the worst thing ever destroying democracy and then i realized yeah they were in order to keep that narrative going they had to you know they had to use their ammo on the midterms they couldn't allow it just to to be the red wave and to show that people don't care about january 6th and they don't want you know they don't want all the hearings and they think this will give them enough leverage to to not do that so i i have I, a i have a mainstream clip from that next day okay it's real, for it. real short but it's it, it tells a lot it's from i can't remember if it's msnbc or cnn but yeah so think about this we have the worst inflation in four decades the worst collapse in real wages in 40 years the worst crime wave since the 1990s the worst border crisis in u.s history we have joe biden who is the least popular president since harry truman since presidential polling happened and there wasn't a red wave that is a searing indictment of the republican party that is a searing indictment of the message that we have been sending to the voters they looked at all of that and said and looked at the republican alternative and said no thanks that's that's funny that clip's actually in the jason burmas clip oh but uh sorry but uh so there that was kind of the narrative right because we can't we can't uh just say like you know kind of some weird stuff happening with these elections oh yeah uh like the because initially they're like oh Carrie Lake in Arizona getting destroyed down 10 points, down 15 points. Oh, it's over. She should concede if she's not a total. She's down 15 when Maricopa County checks in. Yeah. Which is supposed to be her home. Well, it's it's the biggest, you know, population center and, you know, probably one of the least conservative parts of Arizona. So, 
his Kyle Becker tweet from the ninth. He says, so I'm supposed to believe that Katie Hobbs trounced Carrie Lake in purple Arizona, but Lee Zeldin was so close to Kathy Hockule in deep blue New York that he lifted up state districts and helped flip them red. <laughs> Again, at least make it believable. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly the thing. We talked about the article that's like, oh, uh, Oklahoma yep. might have a Democratic governor and Oregon might have a Republican. And I said, you, you're not going to have both. Can, you know, right. mean, this, these two things are, are not going to happen in the same year. And what happened? The, Kevin Stitt, for all his faults, just demolished. Yeah the democrat by 13 points and then i looked at that closer because i I looked at the polls like the last polls right in the election they all had it neck and neck with some of them having uh, joy hoffmeister leading you know but within the margin of error right right and but there is this one article one poll predicted the stit blowout win here's what they say they did right and guess what it was the guy it was the pollster working for Stitt. Hmm. And he says, yeah, it was never all that close. <laughs> it's like, if you if you want to know like what polls to trust, I would stay away from the ones that had Joy Hoffmeister <laughs> winning. Because it was, it was never that close at all. But, so in, in that guess, case, it was... I, I, did, you, did you, by the way, enjoy my... Uh, uh, I know you were sleeping, because I could tell by your... The res- the response when I when I texted this all to you, but all the people from Oklahoma that were like, "I gotta get out of here!" Like it was almost like the the in- inverse of the people saying, "I gotta leave California." Like I gotta, I can't take it here anymore. I gotta get out of Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I I noticed on Facebook, uh, in the like moving to Oklahoma yeah. groups, Facebook was promoting all the like sad comments. <laughs> The algorithm cannot handle sarcasm. Well, but the no, 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 it was, it was like the the very rare person who was like, oh, you know, I thought it would, I thought we'd be able to make a difference with their vote for Democrats, and I'm sorry that Oklahoma's not going in a more progressive direction. Meanwhile, ignoring the like million responses of like, like, don't put me in with that. I came here because it's a red state. Yeah, it <laughs> probably got flamed. Well, yeah. I, I personally, as as you may, as you know, my name on on Twitter is Seattle Refugee, and so all those people that were like, "Oh my gosh, I love this state, but I, I, I think it's time for me to leave," I, I, I would post right below it, like, "Hey, you know, Seattle is a great place to live. Washington's really nice." And what's <laughs> you know what's crazy about that is I was expecting to get a bunch of like, "Ha ha, that's awesome," you know, respond. No, no, people with the Ukrainian flag in their bio liked my tweet yeah they nope. didn't didn't pick up didn't pick you up know there's it. only a certain percentage of people with a sense of humor this is <laughs> fact it's, my name is literally seattle refugee it yep. said hey we try seattle yeah so <laughs> so there's some shenanigans uh raheem kassan cnn currently explaining how random magic ballots might appear in nevada over the next few days into oh. the weekend they prep they fraud they should never be counted yeah and uh this tweet uh from uh, just a random twitter account 
uh, <laughs> he says, Team Reality, uh, Omicron Survivor. <laughs> Congratulations to the Democratic Party on their win for pandemic amnesty. Every single lockdown governor won their reelection. They will soon reward their constituents by mandating the COVID shot as a condition of in-person schooling for their children. We saved democracy. And I thought that was very insightful because I believe every incumbent governor running for re-election won. Both sides. Pro-lockdown, anti-lockdown. And Interesting. this seems like a very unlikely result to me. Absolutely. When you have people uprooting and moving themselves across the country. Because they are so fed up with the governor in their state. And then, yeah, to have them all win re-election. And I'm thinking there was a deal. It was like, look, Republican governors, we're not going to take you out. You know, we're, we're going to, you're going to win. Just pretend it's a close race and, and, you know, pay your advertising money and what have you, but we're not going to take you out. But there will be no more questioning the elections. Because this is, and that's how Kemp, I mean, Kemp, if anyone was going to lose in Georgia, it would be Brian Kemp. Yeah. The guy was just terrible, but you, they didn't even go after him. Hmm. Democrats did not push hard and they ran Stacey Abrams again. I'm giving a break. Yeah. So there, there was a deal made where it's like, uh, you get to win your election, but you don't say anything about these other elections. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I buy it, but I'm not buying it. But I'll, I'll not buying it. I'll listen. Right. I'll listen in though. I think it's 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 intriguing for sure. <clears throat> so, I I feel like my personal thoughts are they just wanted to keep this, you know, get the advertising money going. Everybody, oh, it's a close race. It's a close race. Oregon's gonna go blue or red. Just to keep the advertising money going and then let the voting machines kind of do their magic in the states that were important. Because, again, all the focus, all eyes on where? Pennsylvania, Arizona, yeah. uh, Nevada, you know, Georgia. Not even Georgia this time, really. But, just, <laughs> but it's, it's all the swing. And then Wisconsin, even. And this is what these are the swing states. These are the ones that made make or break President Trump, where they basically said, All right, look, if all the normal states vote blue, do it. All the normal states vote red, do it. Here's what it comes down to. And they there was a brilliant strategy by the powers that shouldn't be to throw the twenty twenty election by just using those five states. And here we go, all eyes on those four or five states yep, again. And they in Pennsylvania, uh, we might as well throw in the uh, the Fetterman football clip. Okay. So I'll I'll throw it in now, but I wanted to, let me see, in the wrong folder. But this this man is is going to be a United States senator. This was the man from last week that you were playing clips of. Yes. Yeah. He's he's the new governor of Pennsylvania. No, not governor. Senator. Oh, goodness gracious! I'm so sorry, Andrew. Summer of 1986. I, uh, I think everyone that ever plays football in, in high school was, you know, at a kind of like a trade-out trade kind of uh, football camp. And uh, 
wasn't wasn't there wasn't any interest to have me come play here, you know. Goodness gracious. Yep. Senator Fetterman. I did I did want to like almost apologize. I felt so bad last week when I made fun of the way the guy was talking, and they're like, he just had a stroke. So I, I, I did uh, No, he didn't just have a stroke. Okay, Andrew, tell me. When did he have a stroke? He had a stroke. Well, probably right after his booster. Shocking. But, uh, uh, and then they they tried to cover it up, like when Joe Biden had a stroke. They weren't able to, so then they just used it as a sympathy. Then it's like, oh, you're hateful if you, like, you know, criticize stroke victim. It's like, he's running for a United States senator. Public speaking is a big part of the job. <laughs> oh, you know, you know what else is a big part of the job that I've seen? Sentences. Oh, yeah, Making yeah. full-on sentences. You know. I mean, it's using, just using the, a, it, a, a, a subject and a noun and a verb. Just. I fully reject the premise behind idiocracy, but man, we are living it out. <laughs> like the. What's the, the what's the premise? I actually have never, oh, the premise I've is never just, seen this movie. It's just like you know that evolution is the driving force, oh, and because okay, only okay. this only the stupid people are having children, that it's you know, not, you know. So they leave out like the glyphosate and the aluminum and all that, right? Chemtrails, yeah. yeah all the, there's just like piles of trash everywhere, and everyone <laughs> drinks drinks some Gatorade type product instead of drinking water. So, yeah. but uh, anyway, Jason Burmis. I listened to his rundown day after, and I thought he nailed it, so I, I clipped that part. It's a long clip, but I think he he covers a lot of stuff, including that, that clip that you had. So, All right. The day after the selection, and just as I warned people, as I said to people, hey, hey, nothing's changed in the infrastructure. Hey, we haven't gotten rid of the machines Hey, the same people are in charge. Hey, we need to take a step back. Hey, they're telling us it might take days in some of these key elections. And it looks like uh, in Arizona in particular with Carrie Lake, although they want her to concede, Carrie Lake is not conceding. And big ups to her. She's a fighter. She's the real deal. In fact, last night, if you watched our coverage, I was watching C-SPAN Live, uh, we played her speech and what she had to say, and there were plenty of shenanigans yesterday, wasn't there? Oh, the machines aren't working. Oh, just put your ballot over here. We'll get to it later. No big deal. And there were points they tried to show her down by 12, 13, almost 14%. When in polls, not only was she neck and neck in a lot of them, she was ahead. She had national coverage like no other. Tons of people showing up to her events. Nope, lost. Nope, lost. Supposedly. Now, again, that one is not official. Uh, We'll show you some of the official tallies. But by no means, zero means a red wave. And guys, I, I said it before, even if there was a red wave, the vast majority of these people are in the pockets of the predator class. They're saying Fetterman won. Fetterneck, the man who can barely speak. Let me repeat this. A man who can barely speak. 
We're going to show uh, you six minutes of his speech last night, his victory speech. We're actually, at least in the first couple minutes, he sounds way better than he usually does. Still way off and almost childlike and repeating himself. I want to thank you and everybody who came out to vote. State of Pennsylvania, blah, 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 blah. But they're telling you that's the guy. The guy that clearly clearly can barely speak, can't comprehend what people are saying around him to the point where they have a prompter for everything. His policies are awful. His talking points are worse. We followed that one because it was just so over the top. So over the top. I mean, wow, over the top. So we're going to play that clip. we got some other news stories outside of the election. We have this Financial Times piece, which is extensive by Tim Schwab. Tim has done amazing work on Bill Gates where no other mainstream journalist has gone. He's a freelance reporter. This one, I believe it's in uh, The Nation, is it not? Uh, Yes, over in The Nation, uh, published The Gates Foundation Avoids a Reckoning on Race and Power. And really, this guy is one of the few people pointing out the media influence of Bill Gates, the hypocrisy of Bill Gates, and why we shouldn't trust this quote-unquote benevolent billionaire. But before we get there and we go down the line of other election stories and clips, I want to play this. Because this shows how absurd everything is, okay? The absurdity of the world we live in, the post-truth world. It basically couldn't get any worse on the surface and yet that red wave didn't come the one we that people have been talking about for month upon month upon there will be a reckoning red tsunami red tsunami and look i'm i'm around a lot of these people not often but when i'm speaking at a clay clark reawaken america event And there are these people up on stage and they're constantly talking about Republicans and conservatives and we need to do this. And there's no doubt that's going to happen. I'm always really skeptical. I'm always really skeptical. And to Lindell's credit, okay, everybody wants to come down on the pillow guy. To Lindell's credit, he was one of the few people being like, hey, by the way, nothing has changed These voting machines and corrupt systems are still totally in play. Hey, hey, it's two years later. We're in the midterms. Hey, hey, that's how quick it goes, folks. Think about that. That's how quick it goes. It's been two years, two years since Trump Biden 2020. Like that, like that, like that. That's why I really do tell people, that you got to be your own hero. You got to do your own thing. You got to realize time is the commodity. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't get to kick back, watch a game, relax, check out a movie, enjoy a TV series, pop in a video game. All that's fine in moderation. What you don't want is your life to become that. What you want to do in your life is find your passion and then work towards that. And when you find injustices in the world that you know in your heart of heart 
are not only going on, taking place, but making things worse and affecting you and your family and your friends and your neighbors, you have to step up to the plate. You have to point out the problems, the corruption, and you got to be part of the solution. You can't just sit back and say, we're going to do it, red wave, red wave. So uh, this is a tweet from Ivory uh, Hecker. I, I met Ivory very briefly at one of the Clay Clark business events. Uh, not one of the Reawaken America tour deals, but one of those things where he was showing people how they could expand their podcast, internetwork with people. And actually, I got a couple of emails just yesterday of some of the people I met on that. I'm hoping to uh, connect with them over the week and the weekend. But this this real this clip really sums it up. Ivory was, you know, she got a blue check mark for a reason. She was a local journalist that during uh, the nightmare of the past two and a half years, just like Carrie Lake, said, you know, I'm part of this media military industrial complex, even though it's localized, where I'm not allowed to say certain things and I can't talk about certain issues. And that's not good. So I'm going to tell you guys on air right now what's going on, even if it costs me my job. Fantastic. Need more of that. That's important. So let's just play this clip. And I, and I want I want really what, what's said here to sink in. So think about this. We have the worst inflation in four decades, the worst collapse in real wages in 40 years, the worst crime wave since the 1990s, the worst border crisis in U.S. history. We you have Joe Biden, who is the least popular president since Harry Truman. So we <clears throat> we heard that one, but. Uh... Yeah, you know, I knew it was, I guess my opinion was always that it certainly could be rigged to the exact extent that they thought they could get away with it. I just didn't think they would rig it as badly as they did. Um, you know, clearly they thought they could get away with it. So, so are you an election denier, Andrew? Do you know that elections exist? I believe there is approximately. Uh, I wouldn't. I shouldn't say zero connection, but there is very, very little connection between what votes go in and what results come out. You're kidding me. That's weird. So it's. So, I mean, it, it's obvious that the polls. I think everyone will admit that the polls are bogus. Right. So if the polls are bogus and the elections are can be vastly different than the Correct polls. Correct me if I'm wrong. Don't they call yeah. landlines for polls? Isn't that part of the deal? Yeah. And it's just, it's exceptionally easy to, you can get whatever results you want from a poll. You know, you can, um, yeah, it's small sample size. You call the same people every single time because you know exactly what you're going to get. It's all 70-year-olds on landline. Yeah, it's there's tons of problems, but they... I don't even know that they do the work of calling people anymore, to be honest about it. Sure, yeah. Well, it's it's all psyops. It's all psychological yeah. operations. I This time around, I did not vote. Um, but this time around, I was watching it, and I saw the, you know... 
taking my son to school. I saw the lines out, you know, every church between here and school, there was huge lines and everything. <laughs> Which, is that an Oklahoma specific thing? Like all the election places are churches. <laughs> so here real quick andrew i need you to, to excluding gas stations name the most amount of buildings that you see in the area go definitely yeah definitely church okay yeah. so yeah. um but I was, I was thinking about it i you know when i was young i thought my vote counted right and i voted 9 11 all the stuff happened and kind of woke up i thought there's no reason to vote it's it's a sham it's all it's all rigged Trump comes along and you know they tricked me into like hey if it's this if it's like lockdowns versus no lockdowns and he's not for lockdowns I'm into it let's go hopefully QAnon's real and the, the good guys are in control not really but you know <laughs> I knew that I knew that part but like maybe some like small aspects of it I was hoping for uh, now I'm looking at it I'm a little bit older I guess and I'm just like I think it's more nuanced than I previously thought I think there are sectors of complete control in the United States through government or whatnot. But the videos that come out on, like, I got a, I got a clip. But the videos that come out on, on social media are just, like, insane. There's people changing votes, like, guy with a pen just marking up stuff on live TV. You know, uh, polling places, or not, excuse me. Uh, is it a poll? You voted the poll, right? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Po- polling places where, you know, there's there's ballots found in the trash cans. I mean, there's just crazy stuff. So well, I think in, that I think in some places your vote does count, but I think in other places your vote doesn't count, and there's no way to know where you are. And then it's like, you know, who cares who counts the votes? It's who, or excuse me, who cares who how many votes there are? It's it's who counts them. So the I w- I was looking at it. In my county. Okay. Okay. There are 20% of the registered voters in Canadian County, Oklahoma, are Democrats. Okay. Uh, every race, except the ones, you know, the the important ones. Stitt, the governor one. Stitt, uh, Secretary of Education... And a judge race where it wasn't like clearly marked Republican, so that could have been part of the deal. I don't know, maybe people didn't know. But um, except for those three, they, Dem- the Democrat candidate got about 25%. So, because, you know, you got 20% Democrat and then some of the independents vote you know lean left I, i'll accept that although i will say in this <laughs> part of the world i looked at the people in line where i went to vote <laughs> and i'm like republican 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 uh maybe democrat republican republican <laughs> so I, I saw one yesterday yeah. i saw one yesterday i was yeah. watching i was sitting in line doing i go i go to the post office every day and mail packages my little buddy comes with me and helps me. And there was some guy in front of us buying like a million stamps and they're printing one at a time. So I'm standing there for like a while watching people come in and out. One thing that's amazing is everybody talks to each other and holds the door for each other. Super mm-hmm. awesome. That didn't happen where I came from. Everybody that walked by, I could easily have said Republican, Republican, but they were all kind. There was one person who didn't hold the door for the person and like made it awkward and didn't even make eye contact with him. 
She had purple hair, an extremely awkward child, and had a book of spells attached to her hip. So, just want to let everybody know <laughs> this is this, this yeah. is how to spot the Democrat in Oklahoma. So, anyway, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> so, in in those three races, uh, so Hoffmeister pulled thirty eight percent, right? Which still well below like what she was supposed to be able to get, but still well above the twenty twenty five percent that I think was legit. Uh, same thing, Secretary of Education, same thing, the judge race, actually 44%. That one was very close. So I don't know, maybe there was a scandal about the judge. I have no idea. But if there were other, other factors, but I looked in Oregon, there are places in Eastern Oregon that make Oklahoma look oh, yeah. moderate. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I, and I, just, just, just to let the listeners kind of know, I drove through a part of Oregon when I drove cross country a couple years ago where there were Confederate flags being flown openly. This was post-2020. I think it was like right around BLM time. Just Confederate flag just flying in Oregon. I'm like, okay. (laughs) You you see, I mean, there's there's some of that, but there's more uh, there's more state of Jefferson flags. Than, than anything okay. else right now. Okay. There's the state of Jefferson movement. There's the greater Idaho movement. Yeah. Most of the counties have voted to join Idaho. Right. You know, not that they can, but they've voted they to. to. Yeah. So I looked at uh, an example out there in where I honestly don't think you could find, you know, one out of 10 people voting for Tina Kotek. Right. And, so Union County, Oregon, 17% Democrats. Manage, Tina Kotek manages to pull 27% of the vote. So Drazen, the Republican, she won, you know, everywhere except for like Multnomah County, which is Portland. Right. Uh, Eugene and, you know, one or two other small places. But they're like, oh, you know, and she wins. But I think... A lot of the cheating is that instead of 90-10, which it should be in a lot of the rural areas, they make it, they just, you know, they probably flip one out of every 10. Right. And then that makes it close enough. And then they stuff the ballot box in Multnomah County where somehow, you know, that's where, oh yeah, 80%, sure. <laughs> so I, I looked a <laughs> a little bit at those races but i really focused on arizona because i i genuinely rooted for or am rooting for carrie lake 100 percent, me too so yeah. we have this in common this is independent yeah. of you i, I, really I could be for her. you know her. she could be playing the long con sure. and and i'll look like an idiot what it, whatever but from some of the stuff she said and you'll hear some of the clips i think she's I think she is who she says she is, and she believes what she says she believes, and and she is a talented politician. She can speak. Mm. She knows how so to appear on camera because that was kind of her job for a lot, like Fetter- Fetterman. <laughs> yeah. So she, let's. Would you say she like is a fe- like a Fetterman like control you know, of the room? It, it, it would. Uh, 
it would probably be unfair to compare it to Fetterman, but let's okay. compare it to who supposedly she, you know, is going to beat her in this governor's race and who she was told she needed to concede to Katie Hobbs. All right, let's uh let's play where should we start here? There's some good stuff. I've got uh I got it for you. Well, I don't know, do you? Which one? A lesson she learned. Yes, let's do that. Let me ask you, how has it impacted you personally? What have you learned, specifically learned from the Latino community? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I don't necessarily uh, think about it that way in those terms. I think um, I really value uh, my relationships across the board with, um, with, with, with different folks and um, and I learn all the time from, from people uh, in my life. My sister-in-law, um, she is uh, Latino, and uh, her family, uh, I love hanging out with them and uh, practicing my Espanol. <laughs> uh, so, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just, it's, um, I learned so much from, from her family, uh, but I think, um, it, it's really hard to separate out Arizona and subtract Latino culture because it's so much a part of who we are as a state. And um, and I and I, um, I I Arizona wouldn't be Arizona without the what the Latino community brings. So there's not one specific lesson you could share with me, other than Espanol. <laughs> uh, it's one third of the state. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, I mean, I think there's there's many lessons. Uh, the the emphasis on uh, family values, uh, hard work. Uh, those are Christ. those are something that I value in my own life, and um, you know. Oh, <laughs> just, oh, it took like a minute and thirty seconds of just just verbal diarrhea to get to any semblance yeah, of an answer. Like, I don't know if she was just scared to say the family yeah, values yeah. thing up front. Like, well, 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 then why do you go against that in all your policies? No, you know, no, no. She, you're reading this wrong. She's so woke that he singles out Latinos because they're a third of the population of Arizona. So it's a, it's a, you it's know, a Latino it's, group she's speaking to. It's a it, right. It's a. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't consider them different. I. I. I have friends across all different groups. It's like, okay. Quick time out here, super white liberal lady. Uh, if there is a group who is proud to be different and to be a different, you know, to to identify as what they are, it's Latinos. They are the ones who will have the flags from the country they came from. They are the ones who who do have family values, who do work hard, who do you know take pride in, in sticking together and helping each. Like there's so much you could say, but no, no, no. She's uh, I don't separate them from other people. They're like all the same stuff. I don't learn anything. <laughs> I learn a lot of things from a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, well, you might want to visit a city park. <laughs> so it's <sighs> yeah. Uh, I mean, they I, actually I mean, hang out with their families. Yes, and they celebrate yeah. birthdays, yeah. and they, you know, yeah. I always if there's I, some always, stupid carnival in town. They they'll take their kids there. You know? <laughs> I always marvel at you know. I was talking to my buddies back in uh, Seattle that were Latino. I mean, they were like everybody else. I mean, like my I have a sister in law. No, I'm just kidding. 
No, I talk to them and they, they, we just I just compare notes. They, they, you know what they never have? You know what a Latino family doesn't have? Babysitters. Yeah. No yeah. babysitters for Latino yeah. families. They are all the family all sticks together and they just it's you. You take them tonight. We're out of here. So Yeah. Anyway. Or they'll just take them with them. Yeah. Or they'll take <laughs> take them with them. But see. Yeah. But uh yeah, this so this is Katie Hobbs is not an impressive person. No. This is what I'm saying. Carrie so Lake let's, is impressive. You know, maybe it was just a bad night. Let's uh let's hear what Katie Hobbs says when she's asked about uh so katie hobbs on mandating covid shot for kids kind of a big issue this year i haven't even really thought about it no i'm just kidding oh it's it (laughs) you actually nailed it but go ahead would you allow the covid vaccine to go on the vaccine schedule for children to attend school is that I, I is, sorry? So the CDC oh. is um, sort of moving toward adding the the COVID vaccine to the recommendation for um, you know school vaccines. It's up to the states to actually decide what's on that list for in their state. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, would your Department of Health Services put the COVID vaccine on the list of required vaccines for for children in school? Uh, that is not something I have contemplated. So yeah. I haven't even really thought about it. Like whenever George Soros gets me my marching orders, and uh, yeah, I haven't asked George uh, yeah. what, what I should do about whenever that. Whenever the uh, people who guaranteed me that I'm going to win this thing, so I didn't really have to come up with a platform or anything. Uh, whenever they decide what we're going to do, I'll let you know. You'll be so the first to know. Let's hear uh, how Kari Lake responded when asked about the exact same issue. I know, man. I know. I like I like this woman. I like her a lot. Would you allow the COVID vaccine to go on the no. vaccine schedule for Kari Lake? Oh, my bad. I was like, damn, this is same. The guy's asking both. Like, I'm impressed. This is a journalist. He asked both. No, no. Both? I I've cu- I cut out the question, but it's it's basically the same question. All right. Give me a second. I play the wrong clip. It makes me wait a second. All right. There we go. My fault. Absolutely not. We will never allow that in Arizona. This is an experimental shot. Our children are not guinea pigs. And we're not going to have incidents of myocarditis in our young, precious children. We will fight that with every fiber in our being. We're not going to have this forced shot by the CDC, which has their tentacles in big pharma. And I'm going to fight that. This is an experimental shot. And we're seeing injuries from this vaccine, and we're not going to force our precious, healthy children to get a shot that is already proving to be not only ineffective, it's also proving to be dangerous. Next question. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. She literally a... said myocarditis in response. Yeah. And I, I don't think there was any ambiguity or I haven't contemplated that yet. Yeah. You think you think you know the whatever percentage of of parents in the state haven't contemplated it yet? She's running for governor, right? Yes. Yeah, governors were the ones who kind of chose who locked down and who didn't. Of course you're going to know the answer to this question. Yeah. You're going to you're going to have thought of this. Well, and th- this is what I'm saying is all those lockdown governors like Whitmer mm-hmm. in Michigan, there's the same exact like, you know, the the famous 
graph of the lines going up with the yeah. the red line ahead, and then all of a sudden, choo, same thing happened this year with Whitmer. But uh, really, yeah, oh yeah, <clears throat> they did, they pulled the exact same scam. Nothing changed. You know, the same systems are in, and and what they instead of making it more realistic, they just made it uh, basically a criminal offense to question the election. So, anyway. So, if Kari Lake doesn't win this thing, which I... It's looking like she really should. Yeah, it's um, looking like they didn't even... They didn't even fudge it they up They didn't enough cheat enough. For her. Yeah. So... <clears throat> and if she wins, she's... She'll be untouchable a next time around. A problem. Yeah. She's yeah. a problem. Um, and that's what your thought was. You texted me earlier this week, I think about it and like, they are legit scared of her. I was thinking about this too. I thought, okay, they let a lot of these races kind of go, you know, the way it didn't seem overly rigged, right? A lot of them, a lot of the different States didn't seem overly rigged, but there was a few that were like, what is going on again? Like my thesis is they're focusing in on these specific States where they can really make a difference. So I thought to myself, why Arizona? Obviously, Carrie Lake is scary. I think she's scary for the establishment, out of control, uh, right? Articulate. Brian Kemp is not scary for right. the establishment, hundred in the least. No, yeah, yeah. Brian Kemp, well, he'll cut a deal for very little money. I mean, he, you think a million dollars from Pfizer for your your uh, inauguration <laughs> campaign yeah. is is good? I mean, Brian Kemp could be had for a lot less. Oh, than I get that. a I get a free trip to China. Oh, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> Can I take my wife? Okay, let's go. Uh, I'll do a commercial with a shotgun <laughs> talking about those illegal immigrants. So, like I said, I think it's more nuanced than I previously thought. So I'm starting to think, like, okay, how does this work? Why are we scared of Carrie? Carrie's got some power and stuff, but what else is going on here? The border. I think yeah. the Arizona border is way too important to flood the you know the streets with uh, illegal aliens, but also to flood the street with fentanyl. I mean, I've seen her... At almost every public uh, engagement, she starts talking about fentanyl. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about a uh, a powerful enemy that she's made? Drug cartels with the uh, the deep the Cl- state, the Clinton drug cartel. Yeah, the drug cartels in Mexico, the the drug cartels on this side, the deep state. They need the 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 you know the fentanyl you- needs to keep rolling. The child uh, trafficking needs to keep rolling, and we yeah. have a person who you know. Like her or not, Carrie Lake, is, like you said, is who she says she is. So she probably is going to follow. She strikes me as the type of person who will follow through on what she said. Yeah. And I think the border is too valuable there in Arizona. They need to they need to keep it open. Did you hear her uh, call out Hillary Clinton? I didn't, but I have it queued up for us. All right. But I was a little concerned today, I'm going to be honest, when I saw Hillary Clinton bad-mouthing me and she looked she looked angry and actually scared and and uh just uh, completely unrelated i want you to know just in case you're wondering i'm in perfect health my brakes on my car are in good shape and i'm not suicidal and we're gonna win this thing on tuesday <laughs> actually i did hear that that was amazing <laughs> she's she's looking dead into the camera she's so good. and the the Fox News host is laughing nervously, and <laughs> you know, like, please don't. Well, that's why. That's please that's, don't say these things. You're going to get a suit. That's what I told you last week. And she, it, 
she does not she does not smile no she no. just 100 no. percent dead serious but she you know she threw in the disclaimer totally unrelated yeah you know she didn't that's what i told you last week is that when she's being interviewed i think i don't know if i said it on the show or off off the show but when she's being interviewed she doesn't look at the the twerpy interviewer who's asking the stupid questions she turns directly to the camera like she's yeah. talking to you because yeah. she's been doing it for so long so it's yeah keep an eye on her keep her safe yeah but uh i can't but, find uh, it. I thought hillary I had clinton it. in particular so katie katie hobbs uh you know along with her amazing speaking and intelligent answers to questions puts out tweets like this on election day Today is your last chance to help send Carrie Lake back to whatever dark corner of the internet she came from. Okay, that's that's inspiring. (laughs) The the first comment, if you're too timid to to debate your opponent, you're too weak for the job. She refused to debate her. Yeah. It's not believable that it's even close. No, it's not. So in Nevada, same thing, but it's, I don't know. I, I followed the Arizona situation cause I actually care in that yeah. case, but you actually, you actually yeah. used to live there. I didn't used to live there, but I like Carrie Lake. So I was excited. Yeah. But so our, our friend, uh, Jay, who we read the vaccine injury to, uh, becoming a Christian thread a few weeks ago. Yes, 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 yes. So he he posted this. It's actually a brilliant plan. Get the public to believe in the red wave. Dems and celebrities mockingbird it. Cheat to ensure it doesn't happen. Blame Trump for it not happening. Destroy America first and bring conservatives back into the uniparty. Mm. So I thought that was an interesting take. And then another tweet uh, from some rancher out in Texas. I hope the election wakes you up. Things aren't going back to normal. No one's coming to save you. Your life is up to you. You can start now. It's not too late. I worried it was too late a year ago. Now I'm on land with my own food, water, energy, and a great community. So, let's see. I was almost there. So close. <laughs> so close. You're... I would say where you're at... Um, <laughs> will descend into chaos considerably later on in the game than most places. <laughs> Probably. Just, just going out on a limb. Yeah. So. The, unless people decide, like, hey, that's the that's the target right there. So yeah, that, that would be a, a poor choice. But. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So you got any other election stuff i had i had a clip but i can't find it but it's not even really worth it but it's it was uh i could just tell you it's a bit because i get i can't find it but there's a clip of it's cnn and one of these morons turns to the other and he goes you know it's too close to call there right now and that's why i want to just take, take a minute and just say D- don't go on social media people stick to the experts oh you yeah, know, yeah. Tr- yeah trust us we'll, we'll have the results 
Trust these. Don't go on social media. Don't go on social media where people are actually talking about their own experiences and yeah, filming, and questioning the polling, official narratives, yeah. and doing math, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and reading. <laughs> Jimmy Dore's yeah. still going on about reading. By the yeah. way, <laughs> don't read. <laughs> yeah, don't do your own research. Is he? He's he hasn't come full on to like don't vote Democrat, has he? Uh, you know, I don't know where he is right now. He is just an angry man spitting venom in every direction. I don't, I don't know where he is right now. Yeah. He is. I haven't heard him. It'll be interesting to hear him this week, see what he says about everything that happened. But he's entertaining. I keep up with him. I got a clip from him for later. But, uh, what do we got? What's next? Well, maybe just a couple notes on crypto and oh crypto okay the election and elon and maybe all those three things together in this story never mind i'll delete this never mind i I had a i had a clip that i don't even remember what it is go ahead sorry crypto kingpin bet a fortune on democrats now he's lost it all the crisis has demolished Sam Bankman Fried's public image as a go to resource for policymakers writing rules for crypto. Crypto mega donor Sam Bankman Fried helped bankroll Democrats over performance in the midterms, but any friends he may have had in Washington won't be there for him as his crumbling business empire threatens to torpedo the entire digital currency market. Uh, not Bitcoin, but anyway. Uh, Bankman Freed's Washington influence, as well as billions of dollars of his personal wealth, nearly vanished in the span of twenty of forty eight hours after it emerged that the giant crypto exchange he founded was insolvent and unable to meet customer withdrawals. State and federal regulators are now investigating the exchange FTX to determine whether it may have harmed clients or broken other financial regulations. An emergency rescue from competing digital asset exchange Binance fell apart. After the company dug into FTX's financials and investors and investigators circled, the crisis has demolished Bankman Fried's public image as the go-to resource for policymakers um, writing rules for crypto, a reputation that was built on his willingness to write multi-million dollar checks to boost Democrats. This guy must know what he's talking about. He's given us lots of money. One Democratic... Congressional staffer requested anonymity because they weren't authorized to speak publicly compared the collapse to seeing the man behind the curtain in The Wizard of Oz. With Bankman Fried's razzle-dazzle performance for lawmakers and regulators amounting to smoke and mirrors. There are folks who are going to feel burned by this whole episode, said Isaac Boltansky, Director of Policy Research at the Global Financial Services, BTIG. This is a pretty big body blow for an industry that was just getting to get, just starting to get its legs under it. The meltdown, arguably the most devastating in the history of crypto, is threatening to derail a broader industry lobbying campaign that has been gaining traction with Republicans and Democrats eager to draft new laws to accommodate digital asset startups. Bankman Fried and his lobbyists, including former federal regulators, were at the center of the effort. It's also wreaking financial havoc across the crypto market, creating new headaches for FDX's competitors and other firms. So, Timing is interesting. Uh, all this, all this, are you still there, Tim? Yeah, I was muted. Sorry. Okay. So, the timing of this meltdown 
of this exchange very interesting they basically let the thing keep running and then started asking questions and and blew it up right as the election was there so <laughs> they got all the money they could out of him and there's even i think maybe further down in the article he had pledged a billion dollars to democrats and then he's like, oh, I probably shouldn't have said a billion. That's a lot of money. Maybe, you know, maybe not that much. And then it, all of a sudden, oh, you're <laughs> um, saying in a political interview that his pledge was a dumb quote on my part and he didn't believe additional contributions would make an impact. So all of a sudden, oh, you're not going to, the the money spigot's getting turned off? Well, there goes your, your company. Hmm. Which... Um, <clears throat> based in the bahamas it's i mean as sketchy as i'll get out the guy's yeah. a con man it's yeah. probably you know the usual ponzi scheme deal uh this is exactly the type of person that max kaiser was has been calling a fraud for 20 years um well maybe not quite that long for this example but you know it's I don't understand all the the crypto stuff, but you know, there is an important distinction between Bitcoin and like the crypto NFT that whole charade there. But do you know about Dogecoin? There's a dog. There's a dog <laughs> on it. Yeah. So that's um, Edward Snowden put out a tweet that says opportunistic serpents over a um short clip from the white house press secretary which i did throw in here it's under white house press secretary on crypto regulations without proper oversight uh cryptocurrencies they uh it risks harming everyday americans so this is something that uh, clearly, we monitor and, and uh, that we see as an important uh, important issue. But the most re recent <clears throat> new f news further underscores uh, these concerns and highlights why uh, prudent regulation of cryptocurrencies is indeed needed. Uh, the White House, along with the relevant agencies, will again closely monitor uh, the situation as it as it develops. The person that they were literally asking for advice on what should be done <laughs> it was the scammer whose company blew up and that still interpreted as see it shows that we need to regulate it more <laughs> yeah you were clearly listening to the wrong people there do you think fetterman gets to win because he's from pennsylvania and we got to throw biden a bone here it's like I could see the the super important border and Kerry Lake being too dangerous, so we got to throw that election. But like, not that Oz is like some great conservative candidate, but Fetterman right. wins just to make the make it was Joe yeah, Biden. I mean, look, I'm, I'm just a kid from Scranton, you know. I just, uh, he, my dad was my graph grandfather was an all American. I used to work for a paper company. <laughs> uh, 1842. <laughs> I got, I got, I've, got a, I've got a couple short biden clips yeah. short biden clips are the only clips there are yeah. of biden you know there's no like long biden clips i mean there's but, plenty of long biden clips it's, <laughs> just, just nobody wants to listen to that it's yeah like, so 
Elon Musk, you mentioned the the Dogecoin. Yep. Interesting timing on, uh, wasn't it? It was towards the end of last year where there was the whole thing about taxes. And Elon is like, all right, I'll just show you how much taxes I'm going to pay because I'm going to sell a bunch of Tesla stock and look at how much in tax I'm going to have to pay. And I kind of feel like he used that as cover for why he was selling Tesla stock. Like it didn't make any sense. Like I'll show you how much many taxes, how much in taxes I'm going to pay this year. Look at this. Right. And I kind of feel like the Twitter purchase allowed him to get out from under, you know, (laughs) from maybe from the frying pan into the fire. But Tesla stock is dropping and he just sold like another $5 billion worth of it. So, and there's, you know, he's, he's doing some interesting things at Twitter. Um, you know, firing half the workforce day one is interesting. (laughs) Uh, telling everyone they've got to come into work 40 hours a week after the previous, you know, after Jack Dorsey said they could work remotely forever. Uh, also interesting. I'm guessing quite a few of those people might have moved away from Silicon Valley yeah. if they yeah. could work remotely. Well, their you know? head, headquarters is in San Francisco, I believe, but it's, they're yeah. cl- they're close. Yeah. Oh, okay, but but yeah, I mean, even worse, San Francisco. Yeah, it's worse. You have to go downtown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, because I've you hear about the. They're not even in like a a nice part of San no, Francisco. They're near, no, they're <laughs> near the Tenderloin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the center, center, center. Like if the... if you were working for Twitter and you survived the first wave of layoffs, then you then you're like, wait, wait a second, I moved out to where I could buy a house for a month's salary, right? <laughs> and you know, I there's no there's no reason that software engineers can't work remotely. I'm, I'm sorry, it's, yeah. so he he's doing that to. I guess send a message or to punish people or I don't know, try to try to reduce. I think because there were reports that he wanted to reduce the workforce by 60%. So maybe this is the other 10%. So half were layoffs and he figures another 10% will drop with the, you must come into the office rule 40 hours a week minimum. Hmm. So, I don't know. So, you know, Adam Curry's he's going to destroy Twitter. He very well might destroy Twitter, but and not all of that 44 billion is his money. Like there's other there's definitely other money in play and other agendas at play. With Elon, I always think it's government related somehow, but now you got the Biden administration either pretending or really Threatening to go after him somehow for. So, did you hear the latest or uh, Adam Curry's most recent kind of hypothesis on it? It's funny. I came to the same conclusion. Was that from today's episode or? I before? didn't listen to today's episode. No, I haven't listened to today's either. So no, but his his whole thought was. So you and I both think have often talked about for years 
that uh, Elon's just a professional at soaking the government, getting taxpayer money for himself. That's how they make yeah. money is on their carbon credits and all the baloney they do behind the scenes and all this green energy baloney that they get grants for so that their Teslas, which they lose money on, make money. Then you got the whole SpaceX thing where all of a sudden NASA's working with them and he's funneling money from the government, picking up NASA engineers and putting them to work for him. And it whole, the whole thing reeks of military-industrial complex. Then you have the whole, you know, for lack of a better term, Skynet thing. What is it actually called? The, the you know, the... Sky, uh, Starlink. Starlink. Then we have Starlink. And Starlink, oh, we're going to use this around the world. It's going to be so cool. You could just hook it up and get the internet everywhere, which is being used. Giving the internet to Ukraine. Yeah, which is being used by the military in Ukraine. And it's probably going to be used by military elsewhere. And now we want to get paid for that. Exactly. <laughs> so now we're going to charge everybody eight bucks that wants to be Twitter verified. And uh, exactly like Adam Curry said, the whole plan was the whole, like, let's find out how many bots there. Let's find out. Oh, okay. So there's a lot of bots. You want to keep, you know, military. We've, we've read stories on this show before about uh, military using uh, part of their, you know, some of their, uh, like army privates and army disinfo agents, I don't even know what they would be called, but they yeah, literally would man up a station where they would have control of a bunch of sock puppet accounts and they could take the narrative and take it in a different direction. Yeah, and that's why that's why you get the copy paste tweets where the all these different accounts say the same exact thing. Exactly. Sometimes they don't even bother, you know, mixing and matching. It's just all the same exact talking point. Yeah, exactly. So he maybe he sees okay cool so we got a bunch of bots on here i have an idea let's let's soak the government again and let's make sure that they pay me eight dollars eight dollars a bot because your bots aren't going to be listened to unless they're verified so now they're going to be verified with the blue check mark and then also right below it another little check mark thing that says verified so that's also a brilliant move like the check mark wasn't good enough now we got to do the check mark plus the verified on underneath it so i don't know and a satire account can't is not allowed unless it has satire in the name. Right. So <laughs> Kathy Griffin uh, decided to impersonate Elon Musk. She changed her name from Kathy Griffin to Elon Musk, and her account was was deleted. I have to admit, <laughs> it was entertaining to watch, though. Everybody like freaking out, and then his responses to it. He he keeps it entertaining. I, I know that he's a He's a charlatan, but doesn't mean some of the stuff he doesn't that he does isn't funny. Like when he, somebody's like, "Why would you delete her account for imperson just for impersonating you?" And he said, "I didn't. I deleted her account for impersonating a comedian." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> eh, some of the stuff's funny. It's you know I'm easily yeah, it, I guess I'm easily he, I'm easily entertained by somebody who at least you know I know he's not for me, but at least he entertains the idea. Of do maybe you think he even writes a, his own tweets though? I'm starting to wonder because I see him in my timeline all the time now. So I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I'm sure. He, I'm sure he gets whatever prioritization. Yeah. You know, Have you seen his like? Well, it's like so. Good Morning or like like two days ago he was just like below his name it just said tech support. Hit me. There's call me with your problems or compl- complaint department or complaint something. Department, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Elon. Should we um, should we play so the? Someone was some people keep uh, posting clips of 
uh, Corbett's uh, recent the Elon. U- the YouTube one? Yeah, on on Twitter. Right. It's pretty good. It's kind of a different audience. Some people are like, whoa, I didn't know that. You know, well, should follow James Corbett, then you would know that. Should we play the absolutely scathing Greg Reese that you dug up from over a year ago? Do you have it? I have it, I believe. Let me see if I can find it in my folder here. Do, 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 do. Uh, come on, man. Mm-hmm. Do, 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 do. Ah, oh, it's not popping up. It's frustrating. I had it. Now I don't know where it is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, maybe we should move on to something else. Yeah, there's uh, the the head of trust and safety is leaving Twitter. Well, it's good riddance there. Right. It's, but uh, along with some other executives, they're. You know, they're trying to make it sound like a bad thing. I don't think that's a bad thing, but yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see what he's what he's planning there. But yeah, just charge the bots $8. It's an interesting right? revenue generation it, yeah, strategy. Just keep so. soaking just keep soaking the the public. But this time yeah. just time make the, you know, oh, you guys want to keep running this thing? You can you can uh, you can pay me for it. Yeah. Well, I've I don't know a good transition, but I've got a bunch of vaccine stuff. Do you want to go there now? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So, Brooke Jackson, she was a whistleblower on the way the trials were run, the Pfizer trials. Mm-hmm. She worked for a company that oversaw one of the trials and said all this stuff's not right, and. They wouldn't do anything about it and told her to keep her mouth shut, and she didn't. She blew the whistle. So uh, she tweeted, Pfizer didn't cover all their tracks. They left a study floating about from 2020 on mRNA products warning about cardiac issues. Saving this for court, but it's out there. Hey, Rochelle, you're going to jail. So it was pretty bold. Yeah. Enjoyed that. So this... I think this might be old, although the numbers might not have come out till recently, so it might not be that old. Just a random guy, and, uh, well, I think we could figure it out with the audio, but there's also some visual clues in the video. Um, you know, it's. I guess it's possible some people won't get it. I definitely think our audience will. This is the um, leading cause of death in Alberta clip, and he's just... He's just trying to figure out what it could possibly be. Fukushima. Did you know that the leading cause of death in Alberta in 2021 is cause unknown? That's weird. You would think in this day and age that we'd be able to figure something like that out, huh? All our technological advancements. But seriously, I think if we just sat down and we put our heads together... You know, we could come up with some ideas, at least point ourselves in the right direction. You and I will will brainstorm this. You go ahead and just tell me what comes off the top of your dome. I'll jot it down and we'll figure it out. I could take a jab at it, but I would just be, you know, 
shooting in the dark. It's got to be hard on all these doctors. I mean, they're really looking for a needle in a haystack. What could it be? Seriously. Like, what happened in 2021 that didn't happen in 2020? I, I just, I'll never figure it out. I have no clue. Who knows? Maybe once we figure out this mystery, we'll figure out what finally causes SIDS. So the, the whole time he's like tapping a syringe against his sunglasses and stuff. That's the sound you hear. But uh, yeah. Well. I got a tie in. All right. I got a tie in for the unknown deaths. This is a funeral home director in Australia. So what were you saying? Um, definitely a lot happening. Um people only realize and could step one day into the amount of babies people the babies that we're doing um, um, young young men all um, heart attacks strokes blood clots um, and the odd thing we're finding is the paperwork is um, inconclusive and unknown that's what they're dying of uh, no services, straight to the um, furnaces, um, and then the, the people are getting the ashes back with the urn. Um, but we're flat out picking up. Uh, some of the places are actually instilling extra large uh, freezers that hold a minimum of 20, and uh, some of them are ordering eight big containers that each hold, hold 20 bodies. So um, everyone just needs to realise, don't do it, man. Look at it from us. We've had enough. We don't want to see the little kids that are getting jabbed. Which we're waiting. It's going to, it's going to come. It's going to be the next thing coming. 100%. So, um, babies are enough. Hmm. Where are you located? In Sydney. Um, I won't give names because yeah. it, we're a click, it, it's a very clicky business to be in. Uh, some people are, are not awake in it. So um, we have to be careful who we talk to and whatever. And um, we don't care, jabbed or not jabbed, don't care. Everyone just needs to know, don't do the kids. Don't do the kids, guys. They, you know, they have a life ahead of them and, and we're seeing the other side of this. And mm, this is just devastation, absolute devastation. Don't do the kids, we're seeing a lot of babies. Yeah, other, if you thought if you <sighs> other funeral homes are buying extra large freezers that can hold up to twenty bodies at a time. I thought the cause of death unknown. That's the the, the point that stuck out to me because that's you know that's really odd that Alberta has the same problem that they have in Sydney, Australia. They are yeah, all and... the leading cause of death is unknown, marked the exact same way on the uh, death certificate. Hmm. Yeah, so. And not just Canada and the U.S. and Australia, but also over in Europe. So I've got this article from Global Research. Uh, Chris, um, he has sent, he sends me a lot of stuff, so he sent this to me. Association between vaccines and excess mortality getting stronger and is discussed in the UK Parliament. Uh, while we were... Uh, let's see. 
Let's just go ahead and play the clip. So this guy is um, a UK MP, Andrew Bridgen. So, hey, good name. Always good to see the Andrews doing something good. And let me see how I titled it. UK MP, Andrew Bridgen on excess deaths. The excess deaths we're suffering at the moment in this country, across Europe and in the Americas. What analysis is the government making of these excess deaths? But even a, even a casual glance at the data shows that there's a very strong correlation between vaccine uptake and the level of excess deaths being found in that, in that country. Surely we must have an investigation. These are tens of thousands of people who are dying more than we're expected. It's really, really important. And I think if we don't get this right, no one's going to believe we're going to lose trust in politicians and we're going to lose trust in our, in our medicine and our medical system. Okay, and he was uh, suspended from Parliament for something unrelated, of course. You're but, kidding uh, me. No. Wow. He got a week suspension, but it had nothing to do with questioning the, the death rate or anything like that. So this article goes on. Uh, let's see. Sorry. Sorry, I got a nurse. Pull it back up. But I got, uh, I got a nurse speaking out about babies, too. Okay. Okay. Let me just run through this. Yeah, so yeah. he's he's got the all the countries, all the European countries. Um, I believe it's Bulgaria had the lowest vaccination rate, under thirty percent, and their excess mortality is actually negative. So very, you know, like basically normal. Chile. I mean, I know it's not Europe, but Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry. Couldn't hit the cough button in time. Tim will fix it in post. Ah, it's going to be fixed. Nobody will hear it. It's going to be <laughs> smooth, smooth as butter. Yeah. So. Chile. Uh, also part Chile. of Europe. Yeah. Um, more boosters than people. 20% increase. <clears throat> oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I, I had to clear my throat in like a, like an understanding, psycho <laughs> psychosomatic way. Yeah. So. Anyway, he he goes on. There's charts which don't really work for the podcast, but people should pull that one up in the show notes. Igor Chudov's globalresearch.ca article. We've read some of his Substack stuff previously. All right. All right, I'll let you cough and I will play nurses speak a nurse speaking out about babies. I'm probably going to lose my job. And if being a nurse means that I have to just sit back and be quiet and watch other babies get jabbed with different substances, um and I have to be quiet when I find out that 22 of them died in the month of August at one hospital. And that it's very likely that all of those mothers were vaccinated. Because that's been the pattern over the last year and a half. All these babies that are dying, all these babies that have these new health problems that no one's really seen before. All the echoes that are done on these babies because something's up with their heart. Um, breathing issues, NICU, all this stuff. These have all been increased 
So, it's not right. So if being a nurse means that I don't get to save my own mother, I don't get to save babies, and I have to sit back and be quiet while people are doing things that are evil, then I don't want to work there. No amount of money can make me inject toy poisons into a baby. And if as a mother, if you don't get that disgusting feeling when someone tells you I have to inject this toxic substance into your baby and you don't shout at the top of your lungs to stop, you really need a wake-up call. Good for her. Indeed. No amount of money. On a related topic, uh, Peter's Emanuelson substack. Something weird is happening with newborn deaths and miscarriages. Uh, This year has been very strange. We are seeing a higher excess mortality rate this year than during the pandemic years. Meanwhile, the birth rates have fallen off a cliff. Um, Let's see. Scottish government launched an investigation, which we talked about a couple weeks ago. Uh, As neonatal deaths, that is, babies under four weeks old, have seen a dramatic spike in in death rates but of course they said it had nothing to do with the vaccine why did they say that because they said they would do an investigation but would not consider the vaccine Hmm. so it's an easy way (laughs) then you just say well we didn't find any evidence it was the vaccine because you specifically avoided that evidence but uh typical typical government investigation and then he's adding um in the U.S., there was an increase in VAERS miscarriage reports of 4,070%. Goodness gracious. 4,070%. And there was a 31,000... 31,000... Over 31,000% increase in reports of menstrual unusual menstrual bleeding. Hmm. So, it's so he's got more data there, but uh, yeah, it was so, and so there is the kind of large scale statistical part of it that's becoming more and more clear, and there's also just incidents like uh, Canadian prosecutor Gabriel uh, Poliquin, who's hunting down members of the freedom convoy just collapses during a hearing he's just standing there about to take a drink of water and he's gone and they have to cut off the the, cut the camera while everyone's running over to him i'm sure it had nothing to do with the vax though sure the sure the government employee who was required to take the vax you know but apparently not high enough to get the justin trudeau fake vaccine you know Uh, Mark Crispin Miller, he, he's he been kind of compiling all the died suddenlies. Yeah. So he just, he just considered not just people in rock bands, just drummers. Okay? 
veterans of the Beatles, Rolling Stones, Doobie Brothers, Kansas, Dead Kennedys, Foo Fighters, Blink-182 are among the drummers who have died suddenly or had non-fatal injuries since early 2021. Whoa. So, uh... And then other less famous ones. Heartbreak is 58-year-old drummer dies suddenly after suffering, suffering heart attack while performing a show in France. Of the Smashing Britos. Um, D.H. Peligro, Dead Kennedy's drummer, dies in fall in his house. Just died and hit his head. I wonder why he fell down randomly in his house. Um, let's see... For a lot of these, he was able to confirm that they were vaccinated. I mean, most cases they are. Um, Off! Exclamation point. Never heard of them. Cancel first leg of North America tour as drummer is hospitalized. An unspecified condition. Classic rock band drummer facing career-changing injury. It's Kansas... Uh, Kansas drummer Phil Ehard has sustained an arm injury because of the season under Dr. George's to, re- to refrain from playing drums. Kind of important. Uh, you got Ringo Starr canceling the North American tour because of COVID. Because he's had all the vaccines, but he keeps getting COVID. And Doobie Brothers founding member drummer John Hartman dead at 72. Uh, Jacqueline Hill's ex-husband John Hill pronounced dead on sidewalk. The famed drummer was pronounced dead on a sidewalk. His cause of death has been deferred pending further testing. The autopsy results will take months, the representative said. Huh. And uh, Blink-182. Man, Travis Barker suddenly hospitalized as he's got pancreatitis. It's definitely a side effect of the vaccines, not just this vaccine, other vaccines too. Um, I had a buddy get his pancreas removed like a week after he took the took the COVID shot. Yeah, and also, you know, marrying a witch, Courtney Kardashian doesn't help either. It's an inhibitor to a long life. Yeah. Yeah. Not good for your your health there. And, of course, Foo Fighters, Taylor Hawkins. We talked about that one when it happened. Uh, But down at the... uh, Charlie Watts, Rolling Stone. You know, he was old, but he's... Right. Okay, but he's, like, thin. You know, it's... It just had the, the cancer, which suddenly got a lot worse right after the vaccine. Seen that a few times. Right. And he ends it on a happy note. The one that got away. And we I believe we talked about this story. Pete Pareda, drummer for The Offspring, who was kicked out of the band for refusing to get the COVID vaccine. Good for him. Yeah, man. And what do you know? Still alive and well. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I believe you might have... Alright. Kind of silly. But... There's the supposed Stalin quote that... 
is disputed about I don't care who right 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 I'm, who I'm, votes I'm, I'm I only count who who yeah. counts the votes yeah I think it was Mark Twain that said that and it's like if you look it up that's like fact check fact check Stalin never said that there's no and then it's like well it came from like a, a bogus biography from one of his receptionists it's like well, is that not a good original source like it anyway but uh whatever so all these i don't know why like why do you fact check all the quotes like everybody gets the the point right but anyway uh an undisputed quote that says the same thing came from the nicaraguan dictator anastasio Somoza. you won the elections but i won the count <laughs> so you know um yeah we got uh short bill gates clip on uh giving vaccines specifically covid vaccines to cows what could go wrong yeah sounds like a good idea to me uh do i have it under bill gates let's see bill gates dfid livestock vaccine so he's over in the uk spreading his globalist love worldwide marching orders getting his marching orders yeah charles in charge telling them all right we got to ratchet it up well the gates foundation has partnered with diffid on a great number of things and uh among those are our work we do together on livestock uh helping animals survive uh either by having vaccines or better genetics uh, helping them be more productive it's making a big difference uh, you know, I was down in Ethiopia seeing how chickens are out there uh, laying more eggs, getting more nutrition, uh, and even some small savings into the household. So uh, Edinburgh happens to be where a lot of the world's best work on this is done, and that's why uh, DFID and the Gates Foundation are, are funding scientists here. Oh, I'm sure Ethiopia was happy to see you, Bill. <laughs> Messing with the chickens. And that's it. That's the thing, man. It's not just like they're not just starting with the mRNA stuff for livestock now. Like they've been doing it. That's what we found out back at the beginning of this. They've been doing this mRNA junk with livestock for quite a while. It's almost like if you were in charge of this whole thing, you would have taken all of the heirloom seeds that have been passed down for thousands and thousands of years, you'd like collect them, right? And then put them, put them away somewhere. Yeah. And, ah, you know, I play a lot of Kennedy clips. I didn't clip this most recent podcast, even though it was a good one. Uh, Vandana Shiva. Mm -hmm. So, and they, he goes through the, the story of Bill Gates, how he, you know, they had the seed vault idea. Right. And, but they needed money, and Bill Gates gave them money. But then, you know, that money came with more and more strings until he was allowed to have his people go in, access to all the seeds, to then patent, you know, patent them after making one tiny change. You know, we'll change the seed a tiny bit. Now it's a patented intellectual property element of bill gates so Hmm. this is and some of the stuff that they're doing believe it or not tim not improving the not not improving the seeds 
No. Yeah. Yeah, g- like gain, a, gain a function for the seeds. Like the yeah, f- seeds gain a new function of. This this gal was talking about uh, mustard seeds, which exude mustard gas. Well, they they always have. I, I'm going to butcher the explanation, but anyway, they always they have these two parts which separately can be harmful, but they balance each other out, so it's never a problem. You know, you just plant the seed, grow the plant, plant more seeds. And, okay, what do you know? You uh, genetically modify the seed so that it doesn't grow. It doesn't, you know, produce seeds which can then be planted because we don't want that. We want them to have to buy seeds every year. And all of a sudden it's a toxic piece of garbage. So, it's, uh, anyway, it's, I might have a book report coming up from her. We'll see. All right. So. Went to the library. Says, uh, took my daughter to a, a new library today in Oklahoma City. We're right on the border. I didn't know if they'd let us get a library card there, but they did. Thank you, Oklahoma City Library. Even though your employees are still wearing masks like it's two years ago. And like the, literally the only people in the city, Oklahoma City Library employees, wearing masks. But... Um, so I'm listening to a podcast on the way there, RFK interviewing Vandana Shiva. Walk over to the nonfiction section. Second book I look at, a uh, book by Vandana Shiva. There you so, go. There you go. It was meant to be. It's meant to read it. So, who feeds the world? The failure of agribusiness and the promise of agroecology. Sounded interesting. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. So, good work. Anyway, a little side rant there on clips I didn't have. Uh, let's see. What about the Sherry Tenpenny and the Death Tsunami coming? Let's play that. Yeah, we don't... I don't think we have given her enough enough credit. She's been spot on since the beginning. So. Since March of 2020, every single thing I've said was going to happen has. And I don't know if that was the Holy Spirit moving me. If it was just knowing, and I think it was part Holy Spirit and part just scientific knowledge and what I was able to study and learn and see along the way. But this death tsunami that I've been talking about for the last two years, it's arriving right now. One in 73 people in the UK that got the shot early on in 2020 is dead by the US government data. In the US, in the, in the UK, they're losing about a thousand people a week. We have over 900 professional athletes now that have died. What's worse than death? I'm telling you that they are mixing these up all the time. And because think about this for a minute, when all these shots first started, say AstraZeneca at the beginning of 21, we saw lots and lots and lots of people with anaphylactic shock. They actually even wanted to put crash carts in the vaccination centers. We don't see that so much anymore. Well, do people get a tolerance to it? No, they they had to have changed the recipe. They had to deleted something, added something, change the ratio, something like that. Um, you know, we saw all these people early on with these magnetic charges, right? Hundreds of of uh, of of um, of Instagram pictures and things like that of people putting keys and all these different things they were hanging against their head. Either they're not doing it anymore, people aren't. There's not novel, so people aren't taking those pictures anymore, 
or they change the recipe because the graphene oxide, when it's exposed to hydrogen, I have two medical textbooks and dozens of articles about this for any of you scammer people out there who happen to be listening. I've got the documentation of how graphene oxide in the presence of hydrogen takes on an electromag, uh, takes on an, a, mag a magnetic charge. It's real from the science. Did they change the ratio? Did they change something so that doesn't happen as much? So I just really believe that we're going to continue to find all kinds of miscellaneous stuff in these shots. They found a way to slow kill people with this. And remember, they want 3.5 billion people off the planet. And they've learned how to do it slow kill. So most unsuspecting people don't, don't connect the dots. So is it on the market yet? I'm not sure. But I think anybody who's listening to this should never, ever, ever take another shot of any kind ever again under any circumstance. Good Done. advice. Done. <laughs> what do I sign? If, if you've been listening to, our, to Revelations Radio News for any amount of time, uh, you know that I will co-sign that recommendation. 100%. But she's actually a doctor. So. Yeah. I got another one. Basically, it's uh, about a minute and a half long. It's another doctor, Mr. Peter McCullough. All right. Pretty much saying the same thing in a different way. When people die after the vaccine, there is an astonishing lack of outrage by the surviving family members. This is very important. Young person after young persons die tragically after the vaccine without any signs of concern or outrage by family members. This is a sign of what we call mass psychosis. This means that people are in the formation. It's almost like a zombie-like state where they are emotionally inert to the loss of a family member because it's happened at the end of a hypodermic needle with a COVID-19 vaccine. There is a shroud of, of shame, of guilt, of remorse, and a distorted notion that this was done for someone else, for public safety, for uh, the overall beneficence of society. I can tell you, Ted, this is disturbing. When a child dies of cancer, the family members start a, a, a fund funding campaign to help fund cancer research. When a child dies of hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, the families help spawn screening programs for these uh, precipitants of sudden death. But here with COVID-19 vaccination, almost a uniform absence of family outrage over the loss of their loved one, unnecessarily so, with the COVID-19 vaccine. Well, self-preservation. Yeah, it's, you know, to, denial is a powerful thing, I think. Propaganda so, is a hell of a drug. Yeah, well, and because people, I don't even think there's a conscious element to it, right? Like, I'm, no, I mean, when they're true. really all in, yeah. they really can't see it. And that's, it's difficult for us to imagine that because we've, you know, we've seen it for two years, but, uh, yeah, I mean, if, and it is it's tough to reach those people. And I thought once the kids started dying, that that would be the, the breaking point. And I think for some it is, but for a lot more, it's not. 
So, yeah, it was interesting that uh, lady from uh, Australia said the the funeral home director that they were seeing young men and babies, but they know that the kids are coming next. So they hadn't seen yeah. she hadn't seen that many kids yet. Well, and the babies. It was kind of unclear, but it sounded more like it was because of the mothers. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now we're, you know, we're just not going to ask questions about why the stillborn rate has gone way up and why birth defect rates gone way up, and no, just no. And and then, when you think this lie cannot possibly continue, you realize that it's been continuing for. You know, since 1986, well, since before that, but especially since 1986, when they really started ramping up the vaccines, and they just, oh, just called a syndrome, SIDS. It's probably, it's probably the parents' fault. They probably shook the baby. That's what's going on. Oh, we can't find any evidence he shook the baby? Oh, you probably let them sleep on their stomach. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, you, you probably let them have a pillow in their crib. That's, that's the problem. Yeah. 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 That's possible. It's possible that the pillow got him. Pillow monster. So, yeah. Oh, let's uh, lighten the mood with some Joe Biden clips, shall we? Uh, all right. Sounds good. <laughs> I was ready to lighten the mood. I just didn't know how we were going to do it. So. Yeah. But uh, Joe Biden, more time, uh, Professor. Let's do that one first. I spent more time with Xi Jinping of China than any world leader has. When I was vice president and when I was out of the office for four years when I was a professor and then now as president. <laughs> I don't know why it's a, a, a brag point that you spend more time with, you know, our most important rivals, uh, communist leader than anyone. But the... Just he, he can't help but throw in the lie that he was a professor. He was never a professor. Did you like fact, do you fact check this, Andrews? Is this an Andrew yes. fact check? Yes. He was never a professor. I mean, I feel like when Trump was at a was in office, Biden was a professor. And then he, he you know he got his tenure and then he decided he would run for office. Is he Is he getting himself mixed up with his wife? Doctor Doctor Jill, Doctor Jill, Doctor of <laughs> Education. She could be, you know, I th- I believe she's taught college courses, so that's fine. She can call herself a a professor. If if some rinky dink college gives you an honorary doctorate, that does not make you a professor. Okay? I'm a doctor though. Wait, doctor. When I at my graduation ceremony, Alice Cooper got an honorary doctorate. Does not make him a professor. Did you, did you talk to him? No, but uh, he's saying school's out for summer at the end. The mm, there you go. Films. He's he's got some interesting quotes regarding Christianity. Kind of an uh, in, oh no, he's an, definitely an, a professing a, Christian, enigmatic so. character for sure. Yeah, he's you know he's sworn off the biting the heads off of chickens and all that. So it's good. <laughs> Wasn't no, that, I, th- what, I think did he did that too. I thought Ozzy did that. Um, oh no, it was 
Okay. I think Alice Cooper is most famous for that. Okay. Yeah. Because he he's joked about it like, oh, you know, you bite the head off of one chicken and PETA never lets you forget it. So. <laughs> KFC, you know, chops the head off of a million chickens a day and no one says anything. But, but uh, <laughs> so let's uh, let's find out who uh, Joe Biden thinks is the smartest person on the Supreme Court. Joe Biden, smartest person. You helped me keep my commitment that I would appoint the first black woman to the Supreme Court, Justice Jackson. And guess what? She's probably the smartest person on the Supreme Court. And because of your vote this year, we're going to keep building the foundation we laid for the first two years. You proved once again on Tuesday that our democracy, in our democracy, our democracy, the power in the hands of the people, Okay, that's what was proved. Yeah, so she's she's the first African American, and guess what? Guess what? She's she's not a dummy like you would think. The first African American <laughs> woman justice would be. Hmm. We got an email. I think I got. It. I should have looked further into it or at least remembered to source this stuff my my process is to kind of save everything i hear during the week and then try to come back to it the day of to get it all together but we got an email from someone that said and they were i don't remember if they were anonymous or not so i won't say their name but they said look further into the robinette side of joe biden did you get this email as well or just me no i did not yeah no. uh seems to be some Really strong KKK connections to the old Robinette side. Of the the oh, I would be, I would be exactly zero percent surprised. Yeah, there. like legitimate KKK, like grand wizards and whatnot. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. So to the unwashed masses, we don't even know that you know he calls himself. You know, his middle name is Robinette Biden. A very strange middle name. And where does that come from? Well, it turns out. Long time racist. Yeah. Yeah. And his family was racist too. No, I'm just kidding. It's, it's so insulting. It is. That the, this is our president. It really is. It is. It's I think it's designed to be insulting. I think so too. But 100%. Uh, well, let's lighten the mood. What else? What else we got? Let's go. Let's go Jimmy Dore and then right into donations. Well, All got, right. You got something else? You, what do you got? What do you got for me? You don't. You don't like my my direction here. No, I I like that. Let's okay. do that. All right. Let's see. I think I I think I got the curse words out of this one, but uh, he of course. It's funny. Do we not talk about the the? No, we did. We talked about the pandemic, uh, amnesty, and then you brought the article that talked about the Atlantic's history of eugenics. So the same people calling for pandemic uh, amnesty were the ones pr propagating eugenics in the 1950s and 60s. Yeah, Raheem Kassam had, had posted that well, reminder. Our, our buddy Jimmy got a hold of the uh, Pandemic Amnesty article this week. So <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. There's this article out in the Atlantic, and this is it right here. It says, let's declare a pandemic amnesty. And I just want to remind people... Okay, and I just want to remind people... That this is the kind of shit we were dealing with 
people saying, don't do your own research and don't think critically. You know what don't do your own research means? It means don't read. <laughs> you know what the rabbit hole used to be called? The library. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so now they don't want you to go to the library and they don't want you to critically think. That's the kind of that was considered publishable in the New York Times. Stop thinking critically and stop going to the library. How stop reading. This is the kind of we were under that I was living under under COVID. Now, I got vaccine injured in April of 2021, and I started questioning the vaccine and the COVID policy and everything I looked into. They were lying. They were lying about masks. They were lying about herd immunity. They were lying about natural immunity. They were lying about ivermectin. They were lying about early treatments. They were lying about what, what weren't they lying about? They lied about it all. But well, I will say. It was. It did turn out they're safe and effective and slow the spread. That's of, right. Oh, definitely. They're definitely well, safe and effective. That have been said. And I have to say that they're safe and effective, and they don't. They they did they they had a Pfizer uh, 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 executive just admit to the European Parliament that that they never even studied whether it would stop the transmission. They did. That's what she said, right? Wasn't that what we all learned? What are we going to study every little part of the thing we're saying? <laughs> she said they'd even look into it. She didn't want to go down the rabbit hole. They were they were lying about, they were wrong on mandates. They were lying about that. They were lying about the truckers. They were lying about anybody who questioned them. They were lying about doctors and scientists from Stanford and Harvard and Yale who questioned Fauci and Collins at the NIH. They smeared them and they were, so this wasn't, so what she's going to- so I'm gonna, they I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna, <laughs> so what I'm gonna, so I'm just gonna spoiler alert. What this article does is pretend that people in good faith just got things wrong, and now that the information has been revealed, they all understand. They all accept it. First of all, they still don't. They still are for vaccine mandates. They still hate the unvaccinated. They still don't understand the science around masks at all. They don't understand that one N95 mask protects you better than two surgical masks. So meaning you don't need anybody else to wear a mask to protect you. You should wear it if you want it, if you want that protect. They don't understand. They still don't care. You know what the counter argument they, is to what you're saying? What? Don't be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and I'm not. And, and by the way, I'm not talking. These weren't. Uh, again, these weren't people getting stuff wrong. Here's a guy who should have known way, way better. Yeah, and listen wait, to what that, he says. That's a good point. The thing of never assume malice when it might be incompetence. Uh, it's malice. Not so many more times than you think it is. It is way more. Watch this. Um, when you talk about folks having the uh, freedom to you know, separate if they don't want to abide by these vaccine mandates, what would that look like on a practical level? Does that mean that folks uh, need to to stay home and have like groceries delivered to them? Does it mean like separated communities of folks who are unvaccinated or just, you know, how do you think this would practically play out? Same way as with people who say that I don't want to, I don't want to accept traffic rules. I suppose there were people who said it's an attack on my liberty to make me stop at a red light. It's government overreach. Now here's why that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And he should have known better. And this is unbelievable. Because when you get the vaccine, they make you they make you stay there for 15 minutes after you get it to make sure you don't die. That's what I was told when I got it. You know what? When you go through. A traffic light, I don't have to pull over 15 minutes. See if I die. That'd be a big difference between traffic lights and a mandated experimental medical treatment 
that you have no long-term data on and that now we do and we know that you are a thousand percent wrong but you want but you know what he wanted to do to people who questioned it and didn't go along with big pharma and the government you want to know what he wanted to do to them let's listen i don't want the state to have that power over my private life well such people have to be they should have the decency to remove themselves from the community if they refuse to do that then measures have to be taken to safeguard the community from them then comes the practical question that you ask uh, how can we get food to them well that's actually their problem uh, i just noticed another problem with this argument uh if you don't want to obey traffic lights they don't put you in an internment camp <laughs> <laughs> and, and keep food from you they might not let you drive if you really push it <laughs> so I just love this. Chomsky, October 2020. Trump is basically Hitler. Vote Biden to stop Orange Hitler. Chomsky, October 2021. Biden has a responsibility to remove by starvation, if necessary, these subhuman creatures from society. And he was a thousand percent wrong. And I've yet to see him apologize for it. And people will give him a pass for this. People won't. Nobody will hold him responsible for saying this. And it would go a long way if he came out and talked about how egregiously wrong he was. That's why we need COVID amnesty. Right. But he won't. <laughs> He doesn't he's not asking for anybody's forgiveness for saying this horrible creep cretin like bull. Well, you know, it's monstrous what he said. And people ex excuse him left and right because he's old. Well, there's the look, there's the manufactured consent, uh, uh, Noam Chomsky. And then <laughs> there's the guy that kind of hey. sort of like Pol Pot. Yeah, that's right. I know you didn't let him off the hook, Andrew. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ch Chomsky was on on my hook a long time ago. Yeah. Yep. I know. I know. You got w one more edit to make there. Yeah, I know. I was right there okay. at the end. I missed it. We are into the uh, donation segment, so I should play the thing. Play the thing. Do the thing. And you can't even help me because there's no update to the spreadsheet. That's yep. how ill-prepared I am today. I appreciate your patience out there. Let's see. Where are we here? Having the darndest time navigating, looks like. Not enough sleep last night, guys. Not enough sleep. Woke up with a bit of a headache. Da -da -da, there it is. Oh, it's really loud. Let's try it again. Blow out everybody's eardrums. Revelations Radio Revelations Radio News is a listener-supported podcast. If you are enjoying this, you can imagine, with all the stuff we're talking about, we are not sponsored by Pfizer, nor will we <laughs> ever be. So please, if you want to keep hearing us, please help us by sponsoring us yourself. You can become a sponsor just by going to revelationsradionews.com backslash support. Click on the PayPal link, or it's a give, send, go link, or a buy me a coffee link, or... There's bitcoins, all kinds of ways to donate. Whatever way you want to, you see fit. You can even do it by uh, sending us an email with a little bit of information, donate some information, or even say a prayer for us. What we're going to do now is go through and thank the people who did uh, produce the show monetarily. And uh, we're going to start that off with, let me pull this up here. Uh, we got one from, so these are PayPal donations, so... We did get a few PayPal donations. So uh, the first one was from Robert. He donated $5. So thank you, Robert. 
I wanted. To, I probably should cross-reference. Uh, cross-reference to see if it, any emails came in from that. Uh, I don't think I have anything there. But next one. Think, Go ahead. I was just gonna say maybe you could check for emails at the at the end. Sure, that's a good idea. Um, next one is well, it says it's from Sean, but it's not. It's from Syra. And she is from Reno, Nevada. She's a longtime listener of the show, longtime donor. She's been on the $5 subscription plan for a long time, so thank you very much. Thank you. Next up is Kyle, and I don't have the spreadsheet in front of me, so I don't remember where Kyle is from. This is not the one from Kent, Washington, but the other one. Thank you, Kyle, for your recurring $10 donation. I appreciate you. So does Andrew. Yes. Thank you, Kyle. Next one is Autumn, and I remember her by... Uh, her location, which was Snoqualmie, Washington. She's coming in with her we, her monthly $5 a month as well. So thank you, Autumn. Right the first few days of the month, we get a few of these recurring donations. Kind of nice. Next one is Penny. If I had to guess off the top of my head, I would say Colorado. I should probably consult the spreadsheet. But Penny, who has donated another $20. I believe this is a also a recurring donation. Um... So thank you, Penny. Let's see here. Mm-hmm. Got some rain pouring down out here. Penny is from Mesa, Arizona. My my apologies on that. Let's see. Uh, I should have remembered that. Yeah, that's all right. All right, so that concludes basically our monthly subscriptions. That concludes our PayPal donations. Let me head over to the Gibson goes. We have interesting. Oh wow, we got a few. We got got some donations and even some uh, some notes. So thank you, everybody. All right. So oh, and to kick it off, I believe I sent you this note. Oh to, yes. To kick it off, ladies and gentlemen, would you believe it? But uh, Danny from Medford, Oregon has given us his customary $25, not via PayPal, so we will not be charged back any money, uh, but via Give, Send, Go. So thank you, Danny, for being the uh, long, long, long long-time supporter of Revelations Radio News. It is greatly appreciated. Let's see. Next up... It says that this person is an anonymous donor, and they sent us $20. However, below that, in the notes section, it says, Chris and Karen Lincoln, $20. So, thank you to Chris and Karen Lincoln. We appreciate you. Yes, thank you, Chris and Karen. Chris is always kind enough to comment on my substacks as well. Awesome, so. awesome. Um, this next one is from, it says Yuri, uh, thank you for the calm, cool, and collected deconstruction. That's Yuri sent in $30. So thank you, Yuri. Yes. Thank you very much, Yuri. This is Leslie from Florida who sent us $50 and she said, love your show. I have a feeling this is a Leslie that's previously donated, but. I felt like we did have a Leslie from Florida previously, but I don't know. Maybe it's her first time. I don't know. $50 uh, from Florida, obviously. Love the show. 
Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Leslie. And if it is your first time and you want a book, let us know. Absolutely, yes. Uh, and we do have some books to get out, and we need to talk about doing books, uh, how we're going to do the books. So anyway, um, next one, this one came in, and I knew who it was from, and then I saw the number, and I thought, what does this mean? Oh, I know exactly what this means. Caleb sent in $52 for 52 shows a year Kilkenny. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Never miss one. I believe in you guys. Stay sane, stay active, <laughs> stay faithful, and stay flat. So that's Caleb, 52 shows a year, $52 <laughs> donation. So thank you, Caleb. Um, we almost next... messed up this week, but we're, we're pulling through. It's still the week. <laughs> Every week it's a some Herculean effort for two guys with... <laughs> small children to get together for a couple hours in the evening um next one anonymous donor thankful for tim and andrew's critical thinking and humility in the age of experts that's a nice one (laughs) didn't even see that yes yeah no no experts or blue checks here (laughs) (laughs) oh it's a bad time to mention that no i didn't buy it okay uh next one is from caroline that's a familiar name and she donated five dollars thank you caroline Next one is from Eric. Uh, we're not doing last names, but like it's so like I, you know, you could put it on here if you want to. So I feel like Eric Anderson wants us to know his whole name. He's done with PayPal. The show is great. No book needed. Thank you, Eric, from the Iron Mountain Range of uh, or the Iron Range of Minnesota. Oh, I think cool. I think that we've had multiple donors with the last name Anderson. And I think every time I I actually message Eric and say, "Do you want a book?" and he says, "No, Tim, I already have a book, and I already I got two books." So he, actually, he, he's anticipating. So he anticipated it by saying, "Done with PayPal. Show's great. No book needed. Thank you." <laughs> he's just he's just expediting the email correspondence. That's this idiot's going to email me again if I don't say something. <laughs> I have, yeah, I have, I've, I've got two books, Tim. I've, I've had two books, so definitely a fam- familiar name. Thank you, uh, Eric. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, let me go ahead and sign in here to give send go, and that brings up an ability for me to see campaign dashboard. Ah, prayer messages. Let's see if there is any. Uh, allow users. Uh, yeah. Hmm. I'm not seeing any. Or. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Let me go back out and see if I click on it a different way. campaign. Ah, prayer requests. Oh, that's for us to put in prayer requests. I don't know. But it says that we have had people at least click the prayer button 16 times. So I believe we've received, since it started, we've received 16 prayers, I think. I don't know. It may, it may feel a little awkward to like type in a, a prayer. 100%. And so I think some people are just pressing the button and saying, yeah, yeah I'll do like, that, but I'm not going to. I prayed for you. I want you to know it, but I'm not going to type the the prayer yeah. out. Yeah. Which I get that. So Yeah, absolutely. But I think that actually wraps it up. So thank you for your patience, everybody, with uh, all of the notes uh, let me go check to see if there's any notes in the inbox. I'll double check that now. Uh, 
Revelations Radio News. Yeah. Alright. You still there, Andrew? Did you mute yourself? I muted myself. I'm kind of coughing a lot. Hacking up along over there. Yeah. The the cough drop's not cutting it. I might have to take a quick cough syrup break. No worries. Uh, I will be back shortly. Okay. It's an interesting note. This is from Buck, listener who's emailed in before. He says, uh, yes, we can read the pod or read the email on the podcast. He says, I noticed the depopulation analysis is being discussed more broadly. Anecdotally, of course. Seems like a victory. Yay. However, the depop agenda is simply becoming another co-opted layer of distraction their true aim is control of genetic power they own the genes they've collected terabytes of human genetic engineering data thanks to mass blovid hysteria and now they're deploying the genetic weapons which are the spike proteins remember how appalled people were at the first mechanized war what will we can we expect from the world's first genetic war well, thanks, Buck. That's a good thought to go out on. I'm just kidding. But yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's disturbing. Holy cow. That's uh, I forgot about the whole genetic thing and then the, the 23andMe, all that da- data being purchased by China and these companies using it to research, you know, different uh, bio- biological weapons and whatnot. Uh, it's good to keep that in mind as we uh, move forward. Let me see. Moving right along. Somebody sent us a clip. Our friend Nick from Michigan sent us a clip. Number four. Oh, Buck said that he did not like being called a freeloader. So, but he said it's okay. Sometimes honesty hurts. On that note, the give, send, go donation did not work. So if you could show me something, I should probably get back to him on this. This is... uh, It'd be helpful. So thanks, Buck, for sending two notes. Appreciate you very much for that. Uh, Yeah, here's the email I was talking about. I would like to remain anonymous to save the name of the innocent people in my family. I'm giving you this information for you to research because I've hit a dead end. But look into Joe Biden's Robinette side. There is Mm. a grandmaster in the KKK. Rachel Robinette. Interesting. Wait, were there female grandmasters? Uh, I don't know, but Robinette, maybe it's Rochelle. Ra- Ra- I don't know. Ra- Ra- I don't know. What else could Rachel be? Yeah, or maybe Rachel. All, hold on. Maybe dudes. I was to say, hold. Maybe Rachel Robinette is the nearest relative, and then if you look into her family, you find a, the. Uh, Oh, okay. It's yeah. through. It would be through her to the KKK. Yeah. He, she could be his grandmother, etc. Anyway, uh, yeah, I think that is it. Um, the one thing you missed there, we read that email, that first one from Buck, <clears throat> I, Andrew, and it just says that uh, we're all talking. Everybody's talking about depopulation agenda, which is good, but maybe it's a distracting. Because they are uh, now using genetic weapons. And the spike protein is a genetic weapon. Remember how appalled people were at the first mechanized war? What can we expect from the first genetic war? Uh, 
interesting. Well, the spike protein, though, you know, or... I was, I was summarizing for him. That wasn't exactly what he said. Okay. He was just pointing... I think he's just pointing out the 23andMe and the, uh, you know, Ancestry.com. All that stuff has been sold to China. And then China's doing the uh, gain-of-function stuff. So, you know... Yeah, I... It's, it's both good news and bad news, but they don't know nearly as much about MR, you know, right. RNA and DNA as they pretend to. So, <clears throat> yeah, there's there's a reason they can't actually create life. Yes. So you don't think but, that Ka- Katy Perry but, is a clone? Is what you're saying? But don't worry. Pay us ten thousand dollars and. We'll store your head in a cryogenic freezer, <laughs> and once the technology, which will probably only take a couple decades, gets to the point, we'll we'll bring you back to life. It'll be great. Just pay us the money now, though. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it'll be fine. That's actually a thing. But some of them are actually stupid enough to believe that garbage. Did uh, did you see Will's new video? Yet. I did not, but I had a very interesting conversation with somebody earlier today who did see it and also referenced mines being uploaded into the cloud. So if you want to okay. give us a synopsis, I think that you could bait everybody's breath to go and check it out. I, I should have clipped out his call out of Revelations Radio News. but Oh. Uh. But... Uh, Trans beamons locked in a magic box, gender genetics and the delusion of digital immortality. That's Oof, the new That's a that's a title. That's a mouthful, yeah. And uh he basically went down the rabbit hole of this uh Martin slash Martin Rothblatt character that we talked about a few weeks ago. Yeah, Actually, so so a month or two. You can take sole responsibility for sending poor Will down that rabbit hole. So, this person uh, was trans before it was cool and became. Anyway, I won't ruin the whole video, but uh, went much further than we talked about on our show, and it's very interesting. And he doesn't, you know, despite the topics it's not gross to watch so okay very good in fact like all will stuff there's quite a few artistic elements in there quite the filmmaker you know andrew one thing i'll say about you you are not into art you don't talk about art you often berate art but you really enjoy will's art you you consider will to be an artiste i I believe I'm being falsely accused. There. Oh, do you believe? Who says I don't like art? I don't know. I feel like you've brought more anti. I think it's maybe it's modern art. You have a real distaste for modern art. I dislike bad art. <laughs> falsely if, accused. If you look at, if are you, you a, look are you an my, art Andrew? Are you an art denier? I feel like you deny art. So if you look at my Substack page, is there and art? What Substacks I recommend? The second one, right behind the Corbett report, um, who has, you know, 
really raked it in from like the three people that have subscribed to him because of my recommendation versus the thousand plus people that have subscribed to me because of his recommendation. But anyway, <laughs> um, no one says it's you don't know equal, it's three. No one says it's an equal relationship. You don't no, know it's, it's it, three, Andrew. No, it tells you how many. I think it could it's, be two. It no, it's, I think it's three. <laughs> could even be four by now. But. Uh, uh, Papillon, I might be saying that wrong, but Papillon. yes, it's an Papillon. It's, Papillon, it's an it's an art, an art Substack. Oh, there you go. With like original artwork for each post, so yeah. Falsely accused him. I, I just don't like. I don't like the lousy, like non-art, city-paid-for art that you know trashes most towns and cities oh seattle's full of it yeah in a lot of ways hey oh no but seattle seattle really is full of that stuff it's beautiful backdrops with some strange they they have the emp building downstairs which is by that shyster who makes like all these buildings that look the same can't remember this guy's name but it's a yeah i mean the architecture's bad the art's bad the uh sculptures are bad it's just uh it's a culture in decline yeah postmodern society tim i i took a semester of art appreciation i know what i'm talking about here okay very good very good yeah i'm sure it was worth every penny of tuition (laughs) oh that in one bitcoin will get you eighteen thousand dollars these days (laughs) at least it's back up to 18 (laughs) Closer to 16 there for a little bit. All right, so do we play us out? Is that it? We're in the the segment. Thank you guys for submitting uh, money, submitting any type of uh, stories, submitting emails, and uh, prayer. We appreciate all of that, so thank you very much. Keeps the show going, keeps the the pirate ship afloat, and we'll uh, we'll keep working for you guys. If you hold up your end of the bargain... Etc. Etc. And I will get back to uh, the Buck who called me out that I need to to get a, a clear Gibson Go link, and I, I need to get on to on to that. I just like been busy with stuff, and I made that during a show, and then really haven't updated the link on the website or done a little bit more work on that. So I will I will do that, and I will get books out. I know we have international books that need to get out, so we will do that as well. Anything else, Mister Andrew? All right. Well, if there's international books to get out, I need to know about it. But no. yes, 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 you do. So I, I sent the ones that I knew about as of a week ago. But yes, I believe there are. There's one left to Germany. The, the Australian ones. They Look. might even be arriving soon. So. Oh, okay. They didn't. They didn't come back. No, nothing back. If they come back, I won't get them back for another six months, though. So. Okay. Uh, let's play the... They wrote you off, but, you know. But I wrote back. <laughs> Revelations Radio. Sent it to Australia. <sighs> Speaking of Australia, I think Matty B's in Australia. Sent it to Australia. He ain't right back. What are we playing? What's going next? What's going on? I got something t- for you. Oh. I have a confluence of a fellow independent... Uh, uh, media person 
And your favorite topic, Kanye West. Go for it. Yeah, we're doing it now? All right, we'll sure. do it now. Let's do it. All right, well, this is our good buddy uh, Dan Dix of Trust for Truth. I like, I like this guy. And he had a deeper dive into some of the stuff that's going on with the Kanye story. So I got two clips. The first one's extremely short. This kind of introduces the topic. And then we'll pause for a second. I'll get the next one. This is Dan Dix here reporting for Press for Truth. And today we are going to take a very close look at just who is this Harley Pasternak, one of Hollywood's biggest personal trainers for celebrities. Now let me first start by saying that I don't really pay a whole lot of attention to celebrities. Um, I don't watch TV. I don't even have a TV. I threw out that parasite in my life around 15 years ago. What I do find interesting about this is that this man with massive Hollywood connections is also connected to the Canadian military and he's been involved in psychological operations involving drugs. All right, so what he goes on from there is, and I cut this part out because it's not necessarily great audio, but it is uh, the original Kanye West, uh, I think it's from 2016, but the 911 call where, where this Pasternak guy calls in and has them send out an ambulance and police officers to kind of take Kanye West into custody. This is his, his supposed break where he gets diagnosed as supposedly bipolar. Uh, then they get, a, there's a couple other clips of them, of some reporters trying to catch up with Pasternak and touch base with him about uh, what, you know, the arrest and everything that took place in 2016. And this is in reference to the text messages that Kanye posted where Pasternak threatens to absolutely that's next up so that was the context they're trying to give you the 2016 like look this guy's done this before Mm -hmm. now we go right into it and that's going to be clip two here because I didn't want to bore everybody with that it's a little bit too long if we leave that in but now we're going to really kind of explore what am I talking about who is this Pasternak guy that Kanye West has leaked out these tweets on Twitter what is the context for this? Dan Dix does a great job of putting it all together here and kind of digging in deep to some stuff that I've talked about a lot. You know, we, you and I have both kind of posited and guessed at, well, this, the, the lifting of the veil uh, over this person really puts a lot of things into perspective, especially considering the recently edited wiki pages and everything else that followed. But let's get into it. Fast forward now to 2022, when Kanye West was recently suspended from Twitter and Instagram for a couple of posts that suggested that he was being controlled by a powerful Jewish interest. He then doubled down on that statement by releasing this text message that he got from his Jewish Hollywood personal trainer. What should be obvious by now is that I was raised to stand for my truth regardless of the consequences. So I will say this again. I was mentally misdiagnosed and nearly drugged out of my mind to make me a manageable, well-behaved celebrity. And he shared this text message that he got from his personal trainer. I'm gonna help you in one of a couple ways. First, You and I sit down and we have a loving and open conversation, but you don't use cuss words and everything that is discussed is based in fact and not some crazy stuff that dumb friend of yours told you or you saw in a tweet. Second option, 
I have you institutionalized again, where they medicate the crap out of you and you go back to zombie land forever. Playdate with the kids just won't be the same. Wow, talk about a threat. So let's take a much closer look at just who this guy is, shall we? According to his Wikipedia page, he's a Canadian personal trainer who's known for working with many celebrity clients as a personal trainer. And just a few days ago, his wiki page listed just a few of these notable clients that he has. You got people like Adam Levine, uh, Bahati Prinsloo, Lady Gaga, Kim Kardashian, Kanye West, you know, Megan Fox, John Mayer, Amy Schumer, Ariana Grande, it just goes on and on and on. Jessica Simpson, you know, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, Tobey Maguire, Rihanna, Mac Miller, it's interesting, um, Gwen Stefani, Usher, you know, Jack Black, Bono, Mila Jovovich, Alicia Keys. I mean, needless to say, this guy is very well connected in Hollywood. But if you look now, since Kanye exposed him, all references to Kanye West and many others have been edited out. So let's dig a little bit deeper. During his time at the University of Toronto, Pasternak served as a nutrition and exercise scientist at the Department of National Defense's Defense and Civil Institute for Environmental Medicine. The DND is the Department of the Government of Canada, which supports the Canadian Armed Forces. And the DRDC is a major military research station located at the former site of CFB, or the Canadian Forces Base. So what type of stuff do they research at the DRDC? Oh, just human technology interaction and the social and psychological factors that affect the resolution of conflict. You got human systems integration, human performance in stressful environments, simulation and modeling of the human in complex military systems, human issues in command and control, team performance and collaborative behavior, psychology of malicious intent, and social and cultural factors influencing behavior. This might as well be called Psychological Operations 101. And they even experiment with drugs for the purposes of control. And uh, don't just take it from me. Hear it now from the horse's mouth, Harley Pasternak himself. The area of that I was interested in was how drugs and food affect muscular performance and when you say drugs, are that like performance enhancing drugs? Are they all, all just, kinds of drugs? Oh, right. Okay. So working for the military, I wasn't governed by the same laws that the typical person was. So I could look at the impact of certain drugs that are not that are not everyday things. So we looked at a drug called modafinil, okay. which was for narcoleptics. So if you give a soldier this um, drug, uh, how long could they stay awake for without uh, having any health? detriment <coughs> is, that, is that used now as a, one of these brain drugs I've, I've, I've heard the name before somewhere yeah so it's uh, it's very interesting modafinil it will keep you awake but it's not a stimulant really so if a special forces person has to stay awake for three nights waiting for the right opportunity to do whatever they have to do we could give them modafinil and would keep them alert I did uh, research on a drug called acetazolamide, which is for use at high altitudes so you don't get altitude sickness. Now here's where things get really wild. The Canadian Department of National Defense once included the Canadian Research Board. And it was these guys, along with the CIA, who literally funded Project MKUltra, 
which I exposed in this video. MK Ultra and the Canadian Connection, released back in 2012, the Canadian government has a dark history because of their involvement in the MK Ultra experiments at McGill University in Montreal. The CIA teamed up with Dr. Ewan Cameron, president of the Canadian, American, and World Psychiatric Associations, to conduct illegal and immoral experiments on the human mind. Then five years later, there was a breakthrough. MK Ultra victim receives compensation from Ottawa. The CIA conducted experiments in Canada as part of their MK Ultra program where human beings were repatterned by Dr. Ewan Cameron at Montreal's Allen Memorial Institute, where he kept his subjects in a chemically induced sleep for weeks and subjected them to rounds of electroshocks, experimental drugs, and tape-recorded messages played over and over. The federal government ended up reaching an out-of-court settlement with a family member of one of the victims earlier this year, paying her $100,000 in exchange for dropping the legal action that she launched in September of 2015. In this video, Dan Dix at Press for Truth details the Canadian connection to the MK Ultra experiments while reminding the viewer that those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. So, let's do a quick recap here to see where we're at. Harley Pasternak, the personal trainer who once got Kanye West institutionalized before and allegedly threatening to do it again, by having Kanye drugged so much so that he won't even be able to see his kids. That is the scientist who worked at a psychological operations orientated military research facility that focused their work on drugs. Gee, nothing to see here, right? As Restoring Order on Twitter puts it, I'm not a particularly conspiratorial guy, truth be told, but hey, if elites did assign handlers to celebrities, particularly those deemed unpredictable or hard to control with the purposes of keeping those celebrities in line, those handlers would look a lot like Pasternak. And it isn't too crazy when you think about it. Guy with a military psyop training and exercise science finds work in Hollywood, set him up with stars under the guise of fitness instruction, have him keep an eye on them. This doesn't mean he's a secret CIA agent or something. But it does mean that he's serving powerful interests, or at the very least, has their backing. Even the best personal trainer lacks the ability to get someone institutionalized on a whim. Pasternak is likely an intermediary for more powerful, shadowy forces in Hollywood. We're rarely able to peer behind the curtain. Occasions like this are significant because they reveal the secret power dynamics at play in elite society, the mechanisms by which even ultra-wealthy celebrities are kept in line. How many other Pasternaks are out there? And that's a really great question, which is why I wanted to bring all of this to your attention today. Kanye West was bold enough to expose his handler, and that has already costed him billions of dollars in lost contracts with some major brands. Are they trying to make an example of him for anyone else who might dare to speak out? Well, hopefully more celebrities out there who are dealing with bad actors behind the scenes will speak out, even at the expense of losing some of their many multi-million dollar contracts. Well, there you go. I know it's a tall order to get you to care about the, the whole Kanye thing, but I thought Dan did a great job of kind of breaking this apart and really looking at, into the background of this guy. And it, it's, yeah. it's, it's wild when you start thinking about it this way.
I do have a sort of related clip. Okay. Uh, Royce White talking about Kanye and then also LeBron, the NBA. Oh. And uh, the owner of the Nets, who's a Alibaba guy. It's Jack Ma? No. Oh, he is, but he's one of the guys. Okay. I talked about the fourth industrial revolution and the the movement towards advanced technology. You know how they prosecuted these crimes in China for being a Uyghur, for being Muslim, for praying in public, which is illegal? Because I know some of your people is Muslim, right? Yeah, I'm Muslim. Yeah, yeah. If you was in China, you going to jail for being Muslim. LeBron won't talk about that, though. But all of us admire him. I don't admire that. See, when, when I, when I, where I came from in my neighborhood... In my, in my school, I had my own lunch table, so people don't impress me. I just care about character, wow. what you stand on, what are your values, which is why I was able to bring the community in the hood to the school, and they had enough respect for me not to act out because we were doing something. We were trying to better ourselves, just tying it back. But my point is, you know how they prosecuted these crimes? Facial recognition from artificial intelligence. They don't even have the decency they don't even have the decency to be unjust in the court of law, physically. They just hooking up the cameras and saying, Muslim, go get them. I mean, this is coming to America. If America didn't have the Second Amendment, if we didn't have 400, 500 million guns, it'd, it'd already be like that. So. It'd be like that sometimes. Oh, I thought I was muted. Sorry if I sucking on a cough drop and the... no worries. But uh, yeah, LeBron is yeah. So we've talked about the whole thing, but uh, I Joe Joe Tsai, uh, Alibaba financially supported China's cultural genocide of Uyghur Muslims. This came from earlier this year from the New York Daily News, but he owns the. Nets and the Liberty. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I did. I didn't bring it, but there was also, they played it on uh, Grand Theft World this week. There was a clip of, I hate even, the, the guy goes by Charlemagne the God, but we should just call him Charlemagne the Fraud, but that's the uh, Breakfast Club kind of. Charlemagne the Not God? The Not God, yeah. Charlemagne the Fraud. But he's the Breakfast Club uh, morning radio show host who you know interviews you know mostly people in hip hop and whatnot. He's he, he's kind of a he's cultural... the one who Joe Biden said if you can't tell yes. the difference between me and Trump, you ain't black. Yeah, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. That was right before that was like the day of the BLM. I remember that actually. I remember that that morning I woke up to that news, and then by that night, it's kind of weird how that happened, huh? That's weird. Oh, indeed. Yeah. By that night, we had George Floyd evidence on YouTube of, you know, the whole whole killing. Anyway, I didn't bring it, but Charlemagne, uh, he's, he calls which, that... He, which had occurred like six months before. The video. Yeah, it's a good point. And it came out that day. That's, yeah. that's, that's probably some research to be done into that. How convenient. But Charlemagne said this week, he says, you know, you're talking about Jews, you're talking about this, you're talking about that. You're just a Nazi, bro. You know, Kanye, he's just a Nazi. So this is what Charlemagne said. Charlemagne, who also had a show recently with Stephen Colbert, and, you know, he's completely sold out. But whatever. 
Uh, so somebody he's, went back. He's very corporate. He's extremely, uh, well, especially now. Yeah. But somebody went back and found some not so uh, flattering tapes of him talking about uh, how everybody in the music industry is uh, all the execs are Jewish. So I didn't bring it because I didn't want to kind of tread this whole line that he tra- but it, it basically brings up Charlemagne, you know, talking about how everybody, all his record execs are, are, are Jewish and all of the people that are in charge are Jewish. And then he's, you know, they're, they're asking him these questions about it. And he's like, I'm not even comfortable talking about it. I'm sweating right now. I don't, I don't want to talk about this anymore. And he just has some uh, more nuanced comments about everybody being Jewish than by just then now, like, you know, five, 10 years later, we just say, oh, Kanye, he's a Nazi. When before he was saying, because I guess Kanye famously made a tweet or said something effective, happy Kwanzaa to all the artists out there and then happy Hanukkah to their, to their, uh, the record label execs. And he, ex- <laughs> he extracted, yeah, yeah. He extrapolated on that. And, and, but you know, Charlemagne's like, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Now, nowadays he did, but now he knows that Kanye is on the blacklist and he's not. So he's like, ah, he's just a Nazi. So. Someone went went and did the extra work and dug up some stuff on him. I didn't feel the need to debunk Charlemagne on the show. I'd have to explain who he is before I debunk him, probably to our right, listeners. Yeah. So, not not worth it for us. But, but we, as Camilla uh, would say, the old Venn diagram. Not a lot of people in the middle of that Venn diagram. Revelation <laughs> Radio News and Charlemagne. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But. This whole Kanye thing uh, is more than more to it than meets the eye. I think there's a lot there's a lot going on here, and it's uh, it's interesting. What an interesting move! You just uh, out your handler. They have, they have to the guy has to rush to edit his Wikipedia page so it doesn't look yeah. like he runs half of Hollywood. And you know, people now people are digging <laughs> up old clips of him talking about oh I I was not governed by the same laws because I was in the, I worked for the military and so I could really do experiments with drugs. You know what this leads me to believe is they've tried at least to perfect uh, modifying human behavior and they're doing it with these celebrities. But bigger picture wise, these are the same people who are trying to modify the behavior of billions of people worldwide. Right. Yep. Using some of the same tactics. Yep. Interesting stuff. And and interesting that it was drugs you can put into their food too. Yeah. Yeah. Put it in their food. I will send you back to Zombieland. Great. Well, speaking of the world of shills and feds and handlers, you want to check in on the White Rabbit? Oh gosh, here we go. <laughs> Andrew's Andrew's strange fascination slash crusade to debunk or wake up she, the white. She irked me because she she fooled me the first time. I was convinced she was well-meaning. So uh, let's let's hear her self-proclaimed background. Are we sure uh, like, this person talking is the white rabbit person? Well, that's just the presentation on Twitter. Yeah, I don't, okay. Yeah. Wait, this job's is history. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exhausting, yeah. it's exhausting me. I'm already old, and this war is a fucking joke already. And we're probably looking down the barrel of this continuing until 2030. I remember my first job. 
straight out of college banking second job was modeling third job was acting fourth job was radio host and fifth job was clearly rampant insane unvaccinated conspiracy theorist and today i acquired my sixth job as i graduated from conspiracy theorist to full-blown citizen journalist that's an interesting background it's interesting it's no it's noteworthy <laughs> banking to acting i you know any people like <laughs> what kind of banking but just banking, bro. Kind of I mean, like, that. like bank teller, like at a bank, bro. The the banks, the people that work there. I mean, like actual finance. <laughs> then you went to college for finance, and that's what you do. You don't go from like finance to struggling actress. It's a banker, bro. Just banks. Yeah. I don't know why. Uh, why you interesting. That? It's kind of like a. I don't know, and. A possible government asset type background, huh. yeah, intelligence that's... background. But right. uh, she, let's she... let's hear what she what message she's sending after just saying you know this war and it's going till twenty thirty. You know, okay. Um, and let's hear what message she's talking about the digital ID there. Oh come on. Why have I graduated today? Well, because a conspiracy theory apparently has just come true. I got my email from Vic Roads, friendly Vic Roads, um, who issues our driver's licenses here in Australia, saying to me that, oh dear, you've been compromised. Your privacy has been compromised because of the Optus hack. And so we're going to issue you with a digital ID driver's license. Well, they missed me with the vaccine passport, didn't they? Because I didn't get vaccinated and I didn't get a digital vaccine ID. So now they're coming after me with the driver's license because of the Optus hack. And I'm reading it thinking, well, it doesn't matter. I'm never going to have a digital ID. I'm never going to use my digital license. And then it goes on to say that if you want to open a bank account or use your ID for your banking or you get pulled over by the police, you're going to need both your original license and your digital ID. So no, there is no choice to opt out of the digital ID. They are mandating it without using the term mandate. You fucking commie bastards. How friggin dare you? And what's the, the most hilarious thing about this email, okay, is they say at the end, we'll email you your new digital ID. So you're going to email it to me, are you? On my Optus phone. On the Optus phone that was hacked, that was the problem, supposed problem in the first place. So, hmm. so, uh, right, it's very, are very we much are a. Back? Are we back to confusion? And, oh no 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 no! Because what's the message there? The message is lay down, GI. <laughs> There's no escape. This is happening until 2030. There's no escape from the digital ID. You must accept it. That's the real message there. Yeah. So, that's no, it's I I'm pretty sure. It's a I don't have the She's same... not a bad actor, but I'm... she's a bad actor if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> 
I'm fascinated by your fascination with this lady, but I continue to enjoy the clips that you. Well, the, the the Twitter algo, you know, continues to throw her in, in your face. Yeah, and I, I requested that she post the letter that she supposedly got. No response. I just want to see the evidence. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, I'm not saying it 100% didn't happen, but... So, you know, if this has happened to you in Victoria, in Australia, and you can confirm, then let us know. But sounds fishy. It does. So, and, you know, don't get the digital ID. I got the... I avoided the real ID for another eight years anyway, but so. we'll see. I don't know how long that's going to go. I mean, I know that on paper, that's how long you'll be able to avoid it, but yeah, who even really knows? just won't be able to fly. But yeah, here I brought a, uh, I brought a flat earth clip to the show for you. All right. Where'd you yeah. go, Tim? Well, this is not me saying I believe in the flat earth. This is not evidence of a flat earth. But this is what I think would be the most compelling proof of a flat earth to me. If that makes sense. This is the is most this, compelling thing I've come is across. This Bible verses? Uh, no, that's a good, oh, that's okay. a, that's a good okay. one. Oh, as a matter of fact, we forgot verse of the week last week and this week. Hold on a second. I had it all picked out and I didn't clip it. You had one that we could read? Or that we could play instead of uh, reading it? I was going to clip it and then I forgot. I I have it. I totally forgot. Uh, Before his downfall, a man's heart is proud, but humility comes before honor. Proverbs 18.12 What translation is that? That's a great question. I don't remember. (laughs) Doesn't uh You're sure you got it right? <sighs> Alright, hold on a second. Let's <laughs> check it. Let's check it. Let's check it. So let's, we'll do we'll do it live. TK version. TK. TK Chesterton. That's what they used to call me. <laughs> do, 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 do. Of course. Of course it's just gonna pop up with something I can't see. Alright, what did I say? Proverbs eighteen thirteen? You said Proverbs eighteen twelve. Eighteen twelve. There it is. Looking it up there. Draw McGraw. Let's see. Come on, app. What are you doing here? Bible. Proverbs 31. No. Oh, this. You didn't bring the NIV version, did you? Is that, is that what it is? The NIV is before downfall, the heart is haughty, but humility comes before honor. That doesn't say it haughty, so I don't think that is that. Okay. Uh,. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Oh, that's even worse than an RV. What what am I doing here? <laughs> I don't know. Let's. Uh, I'll I'll just read the. the no, King I got I got the no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I read the wrong verse. Oh gosh, don't be a. Has to be the King James. Don't be that guy. Oh, you're gonna get emails. Don't, I, I don't care. Email me. <laughs> Email me. Oh, it has to well, be the King James. Well, there's. I'm not a. It has to be the King James guy, but I'm also not a. Oh yeah, the message is cool. Just read that. That's the same thing as the Bible. 
Neither. Okay, I'm also neither of those things. <laughs> All right. Before destruction, a man's heart is haughty, but humility comes before honor. That's ESV, not NIV. I like the ESV. Yeah, I like this. ESV is what I use. But the point of the story, not to get arguments about this. Come on, we're like a we're like a regular church over here getting arguments about different. Uh, <laughs> You know, we could. We could. What, what hymnal? Yeah, what hymnal? Oh, is, is the hymnal red or blue? I don't know. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna split off. I'm gonna start Revelations Radio News, the the the, 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 the Timothy Timothy edition. Yeah. You can have the the Hoff the Hoff the Hofstead edition. I don't know. I don't know how to make a denomination up that quickly. Uh, anyway, back to my flat Earth quip. But, but yeah, before the destruction, a man's heart is haughty, but humility comes before honor. So. Don't be too proud. Humility is the uh, key to that, and pride is the great sin. Flat Earth clip from a non-flat earther that I found compelling. Okay. Why would they do this? Why are they trying to hide the fact that we are on an infinite plane uh, or on a flat Earth rather than a ball? Well. If you isolate people into the idea that they're on a blue marble that's in the middle of a universe that is really insignificant and there's thousands of millions and billions of other worlds and possibly other civilizations, that makes most people think that we are insignificant and that we did actually come about as some sort of an accident. Now, when people believe that, their minds are much more malleable into being given the idea that there is no God and there is no creator and because of that, that also gives the controllers this fertile soil to build other deceptions on. It's about total control, mental, physical, spiritual, every way, shape, form possible. You have to remember how big of a conspiracy this is. This isn't talking about just the JFK thing or isn't talking about just 9-11 it's on an umbrella kind of system to where it is the biggest deception that there is it actually exposes every other deception and nothing else brings down the power of the elite because it really exposes education science the economy television museums universities think of all the things that have been fooled I feel worse for the people that are out there building satellites the people that are out there actually working for these space agencies, the people out there teaching in schools as professors, because they would all come to the conclusion eventually, once this gets out, that they've all been contributing to the lie. Indeed. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I thought it was good. <clears throat> What's that from? I don't know. <laughs> I just came across it somehow, and I was like, "Ah, I like I like the way this is presented. It makes uh, yeah, I've, gives a motive I've, to the deception, I guess." I've heard it, but I can't remember. So if I'm sure one of our if we should be knows. crediting you then, and you're listening, then we apologize. But yeah, yeah. Yep, uh, I don't. I don't really have much else there except uh, the president of El Salvador was interviewed by Tucker Carlson. Okay. And he talks about the 
what we call the controlled demolition of the United States of America. I thought this was an interesting perspective. Uh, Bukele. The demise of the U.S. has to come from within. Right? The enemies have to be inside, not, not really outside. No, no, no external enemy can, could, can cause so much damage as internal. It's an internal operation. You're, here, you're watching internal operations here. You, you can see them in, the, in cities, cities that were pristinely beautiful 30 years ago, or wastelands right now. You would see people, I mean... I'm from El Salvador, a third world country in Central America. And myself, I can see cities here and say, I don't want to, I want to live here. So that, that would be unthinkable three decades ago. Totally unthinkable. That a Salvadoran wouldn't want to live in a U.S. city, in a U.S. main city. I mean, Los Angeles, San New York, Francisco, Chicago. Yeah. Well, uh, Philadelphia, Baltimore. When you look how the cities are eroding so fast, this has to be by design. I mean, who, who, I mean, who would make so many stupid decisions? Like, okay, we're going we're gonna to give you money for drugs. Really, they're doing that. In some cities, they're giving people drugs. I mean, they're literally giving people drugs in some U.S. cities. Or they say, okay, we're going to give you money if you don't work. Or we're going to, you know, they make all of these laws that make no sense. Or if they have a high crime, okay, I have a solution. Let's defund the police, right? They make this uh, analysis here. And you see all these campaigns, defund the police. You will see these campaigns of, you know, uh, let's allow... uh, Shoplifting up to this amount, they make this this these decisions openly. I mean, it's not even secret. They make it. They they made them. They make them openly, and you we we all know what would be the consequence of it: a defunding of the police, uh, allow sh- for shoplifting, uh, give drugs to drug addicts, uh, you know, give money for people to stop work. What would be the consequence of it? You will destroy the. You will destroy the society. You will destroy the city. You will destroy the economy, and it's not only a logical thing. A logical thing to think, it's it's already happening. And when they see more problems, they say, "Oh, so we need more of the same solutions that caused these problems in the first place," and they enact more of them. So they have more problems, and they they enact more of the same solutions that caused those problems. They have more problems. So you would. You would think these people, they can be so dumb. Of course they're not. They're smart. They're very smart people. So why are they doing these things? Because it's by design. It has to be by design. There's no other logical explanation. Preach. That is 100% accurate. Yep. It's, and there is a lot of freedom in that. Once you realize that they're, they're not stupid. They're not going to figure it out and start doing the right things. They're actively trying to destroy the country. Then it all makes sense. Then you yeah. don't have to yell at your TV. Just realize that 
you know, <laughs> this is very intentional um, that John Fetterman and Joe Biden and Katie Hobbs are not the best best representatives they could come up with. Bought and paid for. Yeah. And in part to, you know, to insult you. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I got one more little clip and then we should get out of here. What do you say? Sounds good. All right. This is uh, not a normal uh, clip for this show. It's going to go off the beaten path here and pick up a midweek motivator from a gentleman I follow on Twitter. His name is Nate Norman, I believe. And uh, he's always got good stuff. Seems to be a Christian guy, but he's always got good stuff midway through the week. And he calls it his midweek motivator. This week's I thought was really good. Has to do with, uh, well, I'll just let him tell it. Hey, what's up, y'all? Have you ever broken a bone or had a cast on? You know, everybody's asking. You're like, what happened, man? What'd you do? You get to tell the story. Eventually, though, what's supposed to happen, you're supposed to get out of that cast. And nobody's supposed to ask anymore. But sometimes in life, we'll have a scar. We'll have a wound. Man, it's like a, a, a cut right down our arm. It's bleeding. It's festering. And we'll go to somebody for help and we'll say, man, look at this wound. Look at what happened to me. And those who are supposed to help us will say, man, it looks rough. Let me help you. Let me, let's bandage that up. Let's clean that wound. And you're like, no, 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 no. I, I hear you, but, but look at this wound. Look at it. And you'll get caught in that. And, and they'll say, man, we need to get some alcohol in that. We need to clean out the wound. We need to bandage it. And you could get back to doing what you, you were doing before. And you'll say, I'll do that. I will. When the time's right, I want to. But right now, just look at it. Look at this wound on me and it becomes our identity. It becomes in our peripherals. It becomes our sight. It becomes what we talk about. Listen, you are never supposed to let the hurt be more powerful than the healing. You're never supposed to let the hurt, what happened to you, overcome those who want to help you. There is help available. You got to quit dwelling on the wound. You got to quit dwelling on what happened and begin working on the healing. You got to move on. You got to press on. Buddy, let me tell you, you can get back to what you were doing before the injury. You can get back to doing what you were doing prior to you getting hurt don't let the hurt stop you from the healing it's time to let it go all right bandage up the wound and get back to doing what you were called to do i love you it's time to make it happen let's go some some words of wisdom huh yeah brought some words of wisdom for them to show they weren't andrew hoffman's words of wisdom but we'd love to hear from you if you have some no we can we can leave it there Leave it there. Don't just stare at your wound. Get back to doing what you were doing before it and don't let the wound identify you or define you. Indeed. It's good good self good self motivation, self uh, reflection for me is hopefully it reaches somebody else out there too. Anyway, super late. We gotta do all the same stuff tomorrow and I gotta get this episode out probably right right now. Or else it's going to be out on Saturday, which is not super cool. A, a bad podcasting day. Bad podcasting so, day. So yeah. let's wrap it up here. Thanks for doing the show, buddy. Hope you guys are feeling better over there soon. Thank you very much, Tim. Thank you for flexibility and for doing a show. Yes, sir. Thanks for bringing all the clips and all the good stuff. A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. 
to contact Andrew and Tim or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you say we're